down to it, boppers. Yeah, let's get down to it, boppers. It's the Ron and Fez show on a Monday. I'll correct myself Tuesday. I just wanted to run a quick test past my team. It's two for Tuesday. Yeah, now it is. It was Moon for Monday, a second ago, and everybody was just like this. Mm-mm. Ron's got it. Oh. Exciting news. I'm just going to get this out of the way. Uh, maybe in a movie. Oh, shit. I've got an audition for a film. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty exciting. What, what movie? I mean, can you say? Well, I can't talk about it too much, but uh, it's pretty exciting. God damn. I mean, like, I'll just is, tell you is, a little. Is, what? Is there like anyone attached besides you? Or like... Well, the writer, director, uh, Iraq. Oh. And my character is uh, Dr. Kepnick. I play a kind of a carefree podiatrist. Who seems to have a hidden past? So working it out right now with Iraq, but uh, it looks good. And if I get it, fuck this place up. There comes the uh, the Kardashians. They have an entourage. Yeah, they've got a giant entourage. I am decided not to bum rush them out of fears that those mountain of men who I've never seen on their TV show. Will kill me. That's power of editing. I guess it is. I guess I'll talk about that with Iraq. Jesus, I didn't know he was so far, so far yeah. along in the process. He's already casting people. Oh yeah. He well, it isn't so much casting. He wrote this part for me. Shit. And it seems like just the part I was born to play. Podiatrist with a secret past. Carefree podiatrist with a <laughs> secret past. How can you be carefree with a secret past? You think that would fucking be looking over your shoulder all the time? You know what the the whole film turns out to be about, though. What's that? Love, oh. just love. You know, there's some basic stories in life, and you know that's yeah. one that people can always relate to. There's only really two stories: a stranger comes to town, and a a man goes on a journey. That's it. <laughs> and sometimes people have, you know, a secret past. What would happen in this podiatrist's past? I mean, that's what's really... See, that's the buzz I'm trying to get going. And does it involve podiatry? Well, it's all out there. On a Monday. Tuesday. Thank you, Chris. It's Tuesday. I appreciate it. Isn't there Sunday's the first day, you know? Yeah, people say that, but I don't no, see it. No, people don't that. say that. The calendar says it. <laughs> Fuck calendars. What do they know? Okay, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If there is a... Uh, any kind of a, a Chris Stanley quotes out there, a Pepper Hick quotes, fuck calendars, what do they know? Sure, let's just live in a maddening world where the Kardashian uh, girls don't know when to come in or when the babies do. Look, all calendar, all calendar is is a grid. Who couldn't come up with that? So just move it over. Put fucking Sunday next to Saturday and you're good to go. Really? That's yeah. the way we want to live? Because I like to tell people it's the weekend and beginning every week. fucking love a Sunday. It's part of the fucking previous week to me. I was up the entire night watching a Jack Nicholson uh, film festival. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's Real awesome. Nice. What was playing? I went from Cardinal Knowledge, Brilliance, Five Easy Pieces, 
Shit. And then let's just end it up with Easy Rider as the sun's coming up. And no sleep whatsoever. No sleep till Brooklyn. I don't think I'm going to sleep until this movie's done. Wow, this is fucking long days. Um, Any dailies out yet? or Why would there be dailies before we're uh, shooting? Opie's out looking for uh, places right now. Oh, scouting locations and shit? Yeah, that and a couple other things. I can't wait for this thing to come out. It's fucking, it's a buzz. Yeah. One of the wardrobe uh, choices might be everybody in spacesuits. So it's in the future? I'm not saying that. Sorry. Okay, hold on. Is it a your problem? Your problem is you see three dimensions. I see an infinite amount. Look, so are you a podiatrist? By the way, have you seen any of those films that I brought up? You've never seen Cardinal Knowledge, have you? No. I of course five easy pieces. No, I have seen Easy Rider, of course. You say of course, but you haven't seen two classic films. You know what? I'm going to start to call you. What's that? My new gay friend. I am straight. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a lot since of Jack way, Nicholson since, films you haven't seen. Since way back. Uh, Steve, Texas, you're on the Ronnie Fest show. I got a call from the future, Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ronnie B. nominated for Academy Award winner. For you know his what? role in the podiatrist. This is the thing. I do not see it that way. Uh, because to me, it's not a competition, you know? It's just work? It's all of us together, you know, the industry. Wow. When I'm talking about the industry, I mean the business itself, the business of show. And remember, it's show and tell. So you so, get, like, your SAG card? I have a funny joke, but I promise Fez Thank you. I won't do it. It's great to cut out jokes, isn't it, Fez? Give me a pouncies. Blow it up. Blow it up. Until there's nothing left. He'll never reach all the way. Did you ever notice that? Mm-hmm. He, he puts it out, but then he never really goes for it. Got to scramble. Um, it's going to be exciting stuff. Paul, Bronx, you're on the run of Fest show. I know you're lying, because I have the script here. You're not playing a doctor. You're playing Rob Binghamton, radio host. That may and be, I know the whole secret. I know Eric's big secret. You you want to do fucking spoiler alerts, my friend? Because that fuck? could be my that could be my past. Rewrites. We gotta get fucking Eric a note. Rob Binghamton. <sighs> Don't listen to him. If you knew what he was talking about, why would he stay in the Bronx? The fuck is this? 1958? The Wanderers? Leave the kid alone. Oh, let me guess. You never saw The Wanderers? I've seen The Wanderers. Really? Yes. I fucking... I I pulled that drop before. Have you? Yes! (laughs) You've seen one thing as far as I'm concerned. That That fucking Game of Thrones. (laughs) I've seen plenty of other things besides that. It's only two seasons. I don't know. You know, right now, I mean, lately you can't seem to get me screeners. Oh, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. It's like, uh, oh, by the way, you'll be going to the goddamn Empire 25 in the middle of the night like an animal. Oh, hand your fucking phone over to a stranger. Fuck that. You should just say, all I have is a beeper. Leave me alone. 
This is my fucking page where I get stock updates and some news headlines. Chris, where's your head at today? What's up on the iBang that you're into today? I like this. Uh, the White House fucking officially said, Texas, you can't secede. Stop fucking bitching and complaining. Why do we even have that online thing if they just say no to everything? I, it's... They won't build a Death Star, <laughs> and they won't let Texas leave. It's a load of horse shit. They, they, they should have never done it. Because people just are going to fuck with them. Nothing real is ever going to come of the fucking... They should just say yes to everything. <laughs> Death Star is in production. Don't worry, everyone. There's plenty of other people talking about, you know, breaking up the union. I don't think it's the worst idea I've ever heard. I think we could do a lot less fighting. Oddly enough, the White House is against it. Well, nobody, you know, he just saw Lincoln the other night. You know how wrapped up he is in Lincoln right oh now. Oh, my God. Just nonstop with Lincoln. Do I remind you of Lincoln or not? Not really. No. You're black. It's fucking racism, dude, and I don't put up with it. I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's Especially just pure physicality. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see what that has to do with anything. I was going just by... That's the only comparison uh, that you have for people? That's one of... If you're going to say, do I remind you of Lincoln... Well, no, you don't have a stovetop hat. You're alive in 2013, and you're a black man. So you could never believe anything in a movie because it's always 2013. No! Which, by the way, just sounds crazy like the future to me. Maybe it's because I didn't sleep last night. It's almost Blade Runner time. I think it was like 2025. So there's replicants right around the corner. Well, you know, if you're following a lot of that shit, we're cyborging it up. I saw some cyborg stuff I couldn't believe. Can't wait. My thing in the future, too. Mark my words on this. Girls will be born with gonads outside of their bodies. Okay. Well, and penises. Will they have both? No. So it's just going to be all dudes? No, the uh, men will be uh, born with ovaries and a vagina. So everyone f- switches? Ovaries on the inside or outside of their body? Inside. Where why? You, you can't put them on the outside. You need like a colostomy bag for your ovaries, then. Ugh. <laughs> Nasty. Outside is nuts. Outside, you wouldn't even be able to get to them, Watley. I bet this is going to set up a how do I start dating thing with Fez. Craigslist. Here's what you need to do, Fez. Just make one friend and then see if he'll set you up with somebody. Daddy hunt. Why don't you volunteer for things? Go to a volunteer thing. They're always looking for volunteers. For what? Anyway, volunteers. Fuck, who's hanging out with the volunteers? Gay guys. Oh, so like, Waldman bathroom stalls? Maybe if you see a couple documentaries this year, you'll see what, you know, we had to do. Oh. Oh, no. To beat a plague. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so what was your point again? I forget. Texas is fucking shut down. I wish they'd stop bitching about it now. They fu- uh, I don't think it's up to the president. I think if they really want to leave, they can. Of course, their governor doesn't want to leave. I think they'd make a great country. I think if they really wanted to leave, they would have gone by now. Well, they did before. Twice. Now they like to do it three times. I think if they do it the third time, it's going to stick. And they really didn't want to leave until this Obama thing started up. You found out one thing is Republicans do not like to say, okay, the other side won. They've never said that, ever. 
I remember, uh, see, I remember when radicals used to be on the left. Those were like the crazy radicals that hated the government. They were called hippies. Now the radicals are just called your dad. Yeah. Well, not for you guys. You black dads. Don't have one. Never did. My dad was a hippie. I don't think he was a hippie. A hippie can't fucking hit people and take their money. <laughs> well, he's at, at his... he was a long-haired thug. <laughs> he, his his dad looked like one of the rockers back in the nineteen eighties. Oh, Marty Jannetty he... is your dad. He had darker complexions than Jannetty, though. He still wore spandex. Never. I never saw that man in spandex. Fezzy, what do you got for me today? You ready to run with this thing? Ready to run with this thing today? Sure. Uh, the uh, story on the IB wire of the deaf twins in Belgium who uh, were euthanized. They're going blind, and they were each other's worlds. They lived together. They worked together. Uh, there was no one else really in their lives other than their parents. And so being deaf, when they found out they were going completely blind, both of them, they decided they'd rather not live than not be able to see each other. So how's that different than any other suicide? Well, it's not different except that this is legal by the state and it was done in a hospital and a facility and... Mm. Through lethal injection. But it's still a suicide. Oh, yeah. It's still what would you consider a murder? It's assisted suicide, which I guess technically is like you, someone's killing you. Someone's putting you down. But, I mean, if you're going to have that, who cares about the reasons? You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason shouldn't even play into it. You just decide, I don't want to live anymore. I think they jumped the gun on this one. They shouldn't have gone to the state. They should have just did themselves. Well, that I mean, if they sense. weren't totally blind and they hadn't worked, it seemed like they were weirdos from what Fez is saying where, you know, they didn't make any friends and it was just this fucking split eggs hanging out together the whole day. I, you know, twins just, they grossed me out. And I, th I, I, like, as soon as I read this, I assumed incest. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they like, at least jerk each other off. It's fucking Belgium and ra Eraserhead. They probably had some fucking stewed chicken as a baby. Oh. But, I mean, when you go into the reasons, what's the reasons matter? Why not just say the same thing for a kid who jumps in front of a train? Well, yeah, I mean, I would agree with that because this seems so much more civilized than someone. It's someone saying, I don't want to be in this world anymore. Mm -hmm. So there's an option here instead of like the violence of jumping in front of the train or let's say the you know the family finding you from a yeah, gunshot yeah. wound or yeah, we hanging all, we all get it yeah i got no problem with it i don't care one way or another but what age you let them do that could I, two 18 year olds kill themselves i would say, yeah if you went through this they they have with the what the the way their law works is if you're of sound mind and you want to make this decision. I can't crazy people. I mean, you, you wouldn't be able to kill yourself? I think I would have to go through a screening process. I think everyone but, but, has to go through a but, screening process. But you're acting like depressed people shouldn't be able to kill themselves. Like you're too depressed to die. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the whole fucking point. <laughs> Depressed people should be able to be euthanized. But you just say um, uh, mental anguish. You know, you have to be mentally together. 
well, you have to be able to make that decision. But the, the, what this does now with this Belgium law is it was mostly, of course, terminal pa- uh, patients who wanna, don't want to be in the pain. And you had to be in extreme physical pain to go through this. This is the first case where it's like extreme mental anguish and pain. Right. That's exactly what we're talking about. So anybody could say they have mental anguish. Who's to say your one reason's valid and the other reason isn't? Who's to say a guy who says, look, I don't want to live because that girl doesn't like me? Don't worry, dude. You'll find another one. Maybe you could join a volunteer thing. Hey. You like know, a soup kitchen. Make some new friends. Maybe they can introduce you to the chicks. Yeah, I wouldn't care about that. They should totally have this law here. Um, Cody, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, what's up? Yeah. Uh, how is does he think it's all right to let any 18-year-old kill themselves that wants to? We'd have no people left in the world. Every 18-year-old wants to kill himself at one time. It was you, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Then we would need to change the uh, age of when an adult is. Yeah, but, you know, how about how many times people that said that they jumped off the bridge and on the way down... They realized that they didn't want to die at all. I mean, personally, I, I wouldn't care one way or the other about it. You know, I mean, I don't see that. I don't even see the difference of this and killing yourself. It just seems like paperwork to me. You know, if Fez is worried about the mess, there's plenty of way a person could do it if they cared about a mess. Well, you find out that a lot of people who commit suicide don't really care what anyone else thinks at all. That's why they're committing suicide. They don't fucking give a shit about anything but themselves. So I, I just don't see why you need the uh, the paperwork. Um, it doesn't seem like that big a deal to me. You know, and the whole thing of, oh, they'll do the chemicals for you. You get those fucking chemicals. You get any chemical you want. I can get a chemical, do a bunch of an Oxycontin, <laughs> just fucking do enough till my fucking heart fucking shuts down. Remember when we had uh, Dr. Death in here? Oh, yeah. Kevorkian. And I'm sitting there interviewing, and the next thing I know, he's just kind of trying to pinprick in my arm. I'm like, what hey. F- he goes, you just, you don't have to put up with it anymore. <laughs> then he goes like this, sleep, dear lamb, sleep. That's uncalled for. You fucking sleep, motherfucker. Listen. I'll choke you out right here on the floor. Back off, Jack. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see it as any big deal. I don't see why you need the uh, the government to do it for you. Why get everybody else involved? Or why... Here's the thing. The suicide hotline in the future then would just be, yeah, uh, we got an opening at 2.30. Come on over. We're all booked. Um, here's uh, Snowy. You're on the run first show. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. I love this idea. A law against suicide. I can see the headlines now. Man shot to death for threatening suicide. They all jump. They don't tell you that, but they all jump. I think it should be open to 14-year-old girls who didn't get invited to the big dance. Come on in, ladies. When you think of how many people who committed suicide without just fucking working it out a little bit, almost you, you know, know, making a run at it. <laughs> well, it was a rash of little kids fucking doing themselves. That was but how many times, like in your life, did your heart get broken? and You thought, "I'll never get over this," 
and now you can't even remember that pain. Look, I fucking thought I, was, I wanted to throw in someone from a train car because I missed a goddamn party on Staten Island like a fucking moron. I, if, if this was there, I, if there was one by the ferry, I would be like, come on, just do it. This sucks. Um, here's uh, Ted in Providence. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, gentlemen. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I saw that Aaron Schwartz, that internet activist who just recently killed himself, young kid. Yeah, it's a terrible story. He had a, he had a perfectly selfish line in his, uh, in his suicide note. I don't know if you guys saw it. He said, it's, remember, it's not whether you win or lose, it's whether I win or lose. I guess it was like a little joke he left behind, huh? Yeah. Didn't he make a lot of money off that uh, Reddit thing? He, uh, he like, from, at the age of 14, like, he created what... The what is now RSS feeds on the internet, which every website uses. Like he was like a fucking child prodigy, fucking hacker, internet activist. Right. And then he um he merged. He had like a small company that he merged with Reddit. So he was in on Reddit really early. And then but then like he then he started working for Wired, and um he downloaded like a bunch of shit from some internet archive that was make was making people pay for the to get access to it. Yeah. Intended to just give it all out for free, and then the fucking feds busted him. And uh, fuck never, never fuck with the money, dude. No matter what you do in life, never fuck with the flow of money. But uh, yeah, but then that Internet Archive didn't press any charges against him, and MIT, where he downloaded the stuff, wasn't pressing any charges against him. But they were hit, the feds were hitting him with like wire fraud, computer fraud. Yeah, but he never even had his fucking trial. No, no, there was no trial yet, and uh, I think, but I think the max was like thirty-five years and like a million-dollar fine. But you know, they always they, they always, always throw, throw out max. something like that. And then the day before the uh, trial. Uh, they're like, uh, okay, would you take uh, ten years probation? Or some yeah, just shit. some stupid probation. But yeah, he so yeah he uh, fucking just write it out, dude. Yeah, it does. It doesn't. He shouldn't have killed himself. He was twenty six sure years old. He had other reasons. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure that was just one reason. Um, Tom, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Morning, buddy. Yeah. First of all, it's great to hear Kokomo Joe back on the phone. I'm happy that he's... Uh, what? Kokomo Joe's here? Kok yep. is around. He's the man. He is the man. Yeah. Listen, Ron, I know you watch uh, CBS Sunday mornings and talking about people wanting to kill themselves. Did you see that incredible story of that inspirational guy who had no limbs? Yeah, I did. Was that not astonishing? I mean, and he wanted to kill himself at the age of 10, and he tried, and he stopped because he didn't want to put his family through it. It's one of those things, like, it doesn't matter what happens. It really has more to do with the personality. And people sent that to me, and I mailed it on to Fez, and I didn't even get an email back from Fez. Because people are like, show this to Fez, and maybe he'll feel bad about bitching about everything. And I didn't even get a, hey, thanks for sending that, or, you know. It was just like, the silent fuck you. Wow. Uh, this guy right now, his friend's called him Bullen Pin. He's... <laughs> But here's the thing that freaked me out. When he dove into the fucking deep end of the pool, I'm like, he yeah. just killed himself. He swims? Yeah. Yeah, Shit. yeah. yeah. And, and Pepper, he's also got a wife, and he he fucked her, and they got a kid. Well, he has a dick. Well, well yeah, but... Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but he can't fucking, you know... It looks like his dick's... That's, I guess it's his foot stump, but it looks like it could be like his yeah. weird, deformed dick sticking that's, out. Does it. See, that's the kind of shit that... Nice jacket he's wearing now. You know, the, the, I'm not trying to be funny here, but the question I had was, how the hell does he wipe his ass? 
I can understand he's standing on his wheelchair and take a piss, but how does he wipe his ass? I didn't even think of that. I'm sure they come up like with a little contraption for him, you know? Or maybe it's just back in the deep end of the pool after every shit. Oh. <laughs> just fucking like you're swimming like an otter. Well, then you're fucking cleaning out the pool constantly. It's going to take forever. Whatever. I mean, I, that guy's got no arms and legs, and you're bitching about cleaning out the pool? <laughs> Fuck. Or just make him dive through shit pool. Get one of those robots that clings to the side, goes all over the pool. Maybe his dad has a hose, and he fucking, instead of making a big deal out of it, he's just thankful. Oh, good. The hose is back. Good for this guy. Uh, Josh, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, what's going on? Hey, buddy. Hey, I was, uh, real quick, actually two things, if you give me a second. I was wondering, if one, if we can uh, make an appointment for Fez to be euthanized. Um, and the other thing is, did you happen to check out, or see, I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but the video going around saying that Sandy Hook was a hoax, and he has all kinds of facts that show it? Ugh. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. If you search on YouTube, search Sandy Hook's hoax or something, and it'll come up. All right, we'll look for that later. Jesus. All right, buddy. These guys should be uh, euthanized. I think uh, I, I don't even have a problem with it for kids. I'm having the plan to open up in a summer youth camp. Got it? Youth <laughs> camp. And what I would do is say goodbye to your parents. And they're like, when's parents' day? And we're like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll make arrangements. It's uh, sometime. Let's just say they'll pick up the body. Oh. Who comes up? Who has the time to come up with that Sandy Hook is a hoax? Some moron. And why do people give them the time of day and watch their crazy YouTube videos? You're doing it right now. Shit. You see, Glenn Beck is uh, building a two billion dollar libertarian uh, commune, no. which I don't even. I didn't even think there could be such a thing as a libertarian commune. <laughs> Let's all get together and live alone. That's wild. Apparently, there's two. Uh, he wants to rock one, I guess, in Texas, which sounds more and more like that PTL club. The more I was reading about it, it was oh, almost really? like the same, oh, we're going to have rides, and people are going to be able to timeshare. and uh, Yeah, it, it, it was fucking PTL club. He's just... And then the other one is in, in Idaho. They were talking about it. But I guess... I don't know, you know, the whole thing is libertarians want to be left alone and live free. Why want to all be together in one community then? It doesn't make any sense. Fucking Glenn Beck is just trying to get that money. That's all he's fucking about. Well, you got to fucking accuse people. He don't know what his motives are. Maybe he believes in it and it's just not an idea that you see, but why make disparaging remarks about a man you've never met before? I haven't met Glenn Beck, but I've seen this crazy TV show back when it was on TV. I never got this chance to see it. It was great. He cried a lot. He had a chalkboard. Did he have uh, two turntables and a microphone? I wish. Or is that a different Beck? That's Beck, the performer. There's some guy in Jersey who has commercials, I guess local to commercials, that's trying to build a um, like a hippie community also. Well, hippie community makes sense. It's a commune for communists. That makes sense. All libertarians together doesn't make sense. There's plenty of communes. There's plenty of communes in the city, you know, uh, where houses and people all share everything and all. But that's a lot different than a bunch of libertarians say that they want to do it. Uh, Bill in Jersey has some information for you, Hicks. Good. Go ahead, Bill. 
Hey, I, I was calling about that video that's supposed to be uh, uh, proof that it was a hoax at Sandy Hook. and uh, It's clearly, clearly bullshit, but plenty of people fall for it. And the guy got one sent to it right now it, fucking grabbing it, onto it. What would this happen? Out. This needs to be shut down. you got to watch a 15-second commercial before the video starts. So the guy's making, I don't know how much money you can make on YouTube if 2 million people see it. but Billion dollars. It's clearly, it's clearly bullshit, and people keep passing it around, and... This guy's making money off the tragedy. It's disgusting. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. I wish I could stop Hicks from helping promote him. Saying. Whose turn is it for topic? I believe it goes back to me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Buzz Bissinger, who uh, was a guy, he's a, he's a journalist. Did they call him Biz Buzz Fiddle Faddle? I wish they did. All right, here comes the Kardashians. Oh, shit. God damn it. God, they got some giant fucking dudes working with them. Holy shit! Yeah. And I must have been like fucking six eight, six nine. Yeah, at about 5'10". <laughs> Pounds I'm talking about. I'm sure he's packing. I'm sure he has fucking at least one gun on him. Mm. Shoot up Unfortunately, though, they were wearing skirts. Couldn't see the giant ass. Well, she's pregnant. It's not a problem. She's only she like probably don't want to fucking belt up. <laughs> Come on. You put a belt on in the, uh, and the fucking baby can't breathe, right? End up having a fucking baby like that dude, um, bowling pin. Oh, no, not bowling pin. Fucking well, stumpy. I mean, everything that he was doing was like a gimmick. Like, now I'm going to fucking... Uh, skateboard. Now I'm gonna drive into the pool. I mean, it was so fucking carny. <laughs> it was like seriously, like uh, it was like a TED version of a sideshow. <laughs> but I give him all the credit in the world. Does he have a job? Yeah, Where's... he's got a job cheering people up and telling them they can do shit. All right, there yeah, you go. one of those dudes. Why oh, he fucking writes with his mouth? Yeah, That's what's he gonna do? You don't have a fucking hand. It's better handwriting than I do. Those euthanized fucking gay twins have uh, better handwriting than you do. Oh, man, they're blind. Must be a bitch to buy short pants everywhere all the time. Anyway, what were you bringing up? Um, uh, journalist uh, Buzz Bissinger, Bissinger uh, had to tweet out... Biz Buzz. Biz Buzz. Had to tweet this out. Latest Daily Beast. How I completely fucked the duck on Lance Armstrong and did the service to readers and myself. Buzz Bissinger... You look like an asshole right now. Anyone who fucking believed Lance Armstrong and backed him up feels like a dick right now. I believed him. I thought, all right, you got you beat cancer. Why in the world would you put more dangerous chemicals in your body? You act like you. We never did the show with us. You never had an opinion on him before. <laughs> never heard you bring up Armstrong. <laughs> I believed him. I was his biggest fan. Really? Um. What's so dangerous about it? I want to win a fucking race. I mean, for one thing, you, you're all for these two fucking twins putting chemicals in to lose. Here's a guy who wanted to put chemicals in to win. Fucking dominate. The big problem was he just bitched at everybody else and fucking, you know, took credit for something that wasn't his. Now he's done. Now he can't get in the Baseball Hall of Fame. That will not be happening. Is there a fucking Bike Riders Hall of Fame? 
Where the fuck? Who the Name fuck another bike rider besides Lance Armstrong. Pee Wee Herman. The reason why he won so much, he was all by himself out there. Him and a couple of Frenchmen. I think you should ride a bike right up until you get a car. And then fuck it. Then you look like an idiot. Oh, I see guys fucking riding, riding to work and here in their fucking spandex gear, like dressed like a fucking professional biker. It looks crazy. These fucking um, people in my building, they ride constantly, right? They go all the way up to the fucking, um, like, Westchester. What? They go up to the, like, fucking bridge up there. What's that bridge? George Washington? No, way past that. Oh, wait, the Tappan Z? Yeah. Fuck that shit. They ride a bike up there? Yeah, on a Sunday, they ride to the Tappan back. That's not a Sunday. <laughs> That's fucking goddamn death march. They come back, oh, we rode to the Tappan Z and back. I'm like, really? Because I had fucking sticky buns and then fucking went back to sleep. I prefer that fucking day. <laughs> as opposed it's a Sunday. <laughs> Would I want to be out riding on a fucking bike with cars going by on back and forth? I know. I shouldn't even say it, but I fucking feel like the guy wants to be hit. Because really? his wife is just... Giant pain in the ass. Just fucking harping on the poor bastard. Think she makes him fucking ride? <laughs> like, come on, we're going to have a nice Sunday. We're going to go up to the Tappan Z, fucking 200 miles above the state. And he's just trying to fucking just glide in any <laughs> lane. Just he sees a truck and he's shutting his eyes, thinking that he'll be in heaven with his twin brother. <laughs> Never fixes the brakes in the fucking thing. Forget Belgium. I'm having a fucking Belgian waffles. Mm. That's crazy to drive to the Tappan Zee Bridge. Uh, Luke, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up? Uh, you know, I never wore one of those Lance Armstrong but I think it's appropriate that they're yellow because he's a chicken shit little bitch for not owning up to what he did. Dude, you should tweet that. <laughs> Hashtag it, too. Or, you know, maybe it is appropriate because the only people who should be riding bikes all the time are people with yellow skin. Oh, that's just, just this is going to be the best tweets ever. Just huh. racist and fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know, uh, you know, this whole thing with Oprah, who is so excited that she got this get. Like, she's fucking going on the... Where do you hear this fucker? Yeah, she's giving everything away fucking before they come. Well, because no one knows where to find her channel. This is like all she cares about is someone else is ruined in front of her. Why is this so great for her? And uh, anyone who... Well, she is excited because her fucking channel is garbage. No one watches it. So she, all right, so all this is has. one hour yeah. that she'll get. Then what happens? Well, replays. So this will make them take up, say, say, four replays. So uh, 20, it's a four hours out of the 24. But who is she to be the one that you go and tell? She the Pope? That's what's fucking freaked me out, this whole thing. Will Oprah, for, will he get forgiveness from Oprah? What, a fucking billionaire? A billionaire fucking, uh, just fucking listen to people fucking cry and hangs out with celebrities? She should have, she should be sitting in a chair fucking made out of $100 bills. She probably does. She probably has one. Or a fucking solid platinum fucking throne. I wouldn't be comfortable. Well, let's just throw some fucking cushions on there. It's cold. <laughs> Hard. Yeah, I don't get the whole gimmick of that at all. I fucking these celebrities where I have so many options to like talk out to people through Twitter or whatever social fucking media. 
needing to go on a Barbara Walters or an Oprah to find your forgiveness so you can just go on camera and cry. It means I want to be on TV. There's no fucking reason for it. It's like those guys that go on TV to say they cheated on their wife or they, you know, didn't. They just want to come up with an excuse to be on TV again. It's the only thing that matters to people in this country is how many times you can get on TV. Well, they keep saying that he wants to do this so that he can get back into cycling, professional cycling. Who's going to have him back? Well, he's a I, I, cheater. They'll bring he, him back. I don't think he's bad for the sport, though, because he's the fucking he's the only, only guy they know. You know, it's like saying to the, that's like saying to the WWE, hey, why do you keep bringing Hogan back? Because it works for them. He's like their Hogan. Oh, he's even fucking big. Ric Flair cheated a lot. You loved him. He's like Hogan in a federation of jobbers. Like, fucking, no one else knows what the fuck's happening. There's yeah, even a macho n- man. This name year. anybody who won since it wasn't Lance Armstrong. Some douche. No one knows anybody else's name out there. Tour de France. I could. I have never watched those things. Guys riding bikes. Does that like last for like weeks? I don't know. I think they're like, I don't think it's fair that it lasts for weeks and they sleep in between fucking legs of the race. They get to rest. His biggest fucking thing was that he swore he didn't do it for 10 years. Not so much that he did it. Yeah. That he kept swearing that he didn't. Um, hey, Brian, you're on the My Fest show. Hey, guys, uh, I just want to know, Oprah, she had better be half as fucking brutal on Lance Armstrong as she was on that fucking James Fry. So much that he had to come back with his fucking mommy with him because she raked his ass over the coals so hard. Yeah, but you know what? She had him on years later, and they all acted like everything was great. And the only reason uh, she was hard on him was because he made her look like an asshole. It's not like she, has, yeah. she had a fucking beef with him. She dude. was the buzz-bang well, fucking fiddle-fat all of her day. <laughs> Fucking stupid. All things stupid. The only way I would be in a fucking bicycle race if it was all downhill. And I'd fucking put my feet up. Sounds fun. It's and I'll fucking race him anytime he wants to go downhill. Bring it, Armstrong. And that jacket has <laughs> got to be the most uncomfortable looking sports uniform ever. What jacket? The yellow jacket that they wear when they're in the lead or whatever it is. Oh, I didn't know about that. I thought they wore, like, some kind of tight thing. I I thought that was his uniform. The yellow fucking spandex shit. Well, I think that's his color. Yeah. But there's some sort of, like, yellow jacket or something. That's not it, what what Hicks says right there? Even that, I mean, I... uh, Is that the thing that you're talking about is what the question is? Yes. Okay, that's not a jacket. This is a fucking shirt. Yellow spandex shirt or whatever. That's what they all... My fucking neighbor wears that when he goes up to the Tappan Zee. (laughs) Still, I can't believe (laughs) someone's fucking driving a bike up to the Tappan Zee. Constantly. (laughs) I'll tell you another thing about this dude. He fucking... um, He lives in the city but works up in Connecticut. He's the exact opposite how, of what you're supposed to do in your life. How often is he actually in the fucking city? Why does he just stay up in Connecticut? What a dick. Because uh, his wife wants to be in the city. Does she work? I have no idea. Okay, she wants to be in the city, but she's constantly <laughs> going up to fucking Westchester, and her Bye-bye. husband's never there. What, what the fuck is she paying to live in Manhattan? She's here oh. fucking half hour a week. Yeah, and they're fucking paying crazy prices. <laughs> well, I, I hate your fucking neighbors. <laughs> I'm not crazy about any of my neighbors. 
Um, all right, so we found out that he did not just have a yellow jacket on him. It was just a B. So that's what Phyllis oh, was talking about. I guess God. he had a B on him. Also uncomfortable. Also uncomfortable to wear. He uh, that he doesn't wear that all the time. It just landed on him. Uh, Rand, you're on the Running Fest show. Okay, so so Lance is gonna you know admit that he that he dope. But what I think would really be interesting is if we could find out how is he able to hide the doping for so long. He um, put a popsicle stick in his pistol. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is, does he have like a wide pistol, or is it? Yeah, a right, oh. he widened it out over the years. Fuck. Yeah, that's why it always looked like he had a heart on. That wasn't. It was just a fucking popsicle stick. God. Damn it. God has nothing to do with this, my friend. Flaynes Armstrong's a freak. I'm writing uh, a book right now that I titled "The Crazy Popsicle Dick of Lance Armstrong." <laughs> Fuck. The Yellow Jacket of Racing. Uncomfortable yellow jacket. See, you see that that black shirt he had on looks just like that yellow shirt, Fez. Those are just his colors, like the Wu Tang, fucking yellow and black. <laughs> <laughs> they should have a big this W is, on there instead of Livestrong. He should just fucking say, "We're." In, I'm also on the Steelers. I'm <laughs> on the Steelers bicycle club. Why is this song black and yellow? I'm going to start the Bombay Bicycle Club, but we're just going to have cocktails. Cool. Huh. Uh, Todd, Pittsburgh. Hey fellas. Yeah. Hey fellas. Uh, you know. The one thing I learned from the Lance uh, interview is he said in Europe they call cigarettes fags. That's not true, is it? Oh, of course it's true because we hear it every single day. It's just the perfect excuse. Let me figure out the way that a million other people have gotten away with using that word. They've gotten away with it. That, well, I guess they have. Well, they justify it in their mind. I can say it because it means something else. In a, in a place that we won our independence from well over 230 years ago. I had no idea that they called that that. That's weird. Because, yeah, that's like a slur here. Yeah, it is. We all knew they bring it up every day. So you're telling me I have a box of F-words right here in my hand? Yeah, and you if suck you, on them. I suck on <laughs> F-words all day long? I'm addicted to F-words, baby. It's fucking delicious. I like the way that you've... Uh... What's this? That's Photoshop. <laughs> he does have a giant needle with a bunch of them sticking in him. <laughs> fucking large shoulders hiding a giant fucking syringe. <laughs> I love juicing. I mean, it's so transparent. The only reason he's fucking doing this is because he got. They just fucking took him out of his stupid charity. Then people realize he's not sorry. He just wants to make more money. Is something real behind this? And There's so does Oprah. Oprah doesn't give a fuck about Lance Armstrong. No. She's finally, there's a reason for someone to watch my shit channel. Filled with shit. Like fucking bad celebrity interviews. Who cares what celebrities have to say? Fuck them. Uh, Elo runs that thing and he's our buddy, so stop it. Okay. I also do an interview show too, you fucking prick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just it's like you turn on all of us. What's next? You're going to fucking start your little cigarette jokes? No. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, boys. How you doing? Good. So, uh, I don't know if... I've only been listening for about the last 10 minutes here, but it seems like a well, lot of people wait. are confusing... What's that? You should wait before you jump in. Let, you know, find out everything that got said. 
Well, I think I know what's getting said, but I think a lot of people are confusing blood doping with steroid usage is what we, it sounds we like. We just talked about that 18 minutes ago. We did a whole fucking half an hour on it. Oh, my God. God damn it. I'm the worst listener ever. Let me tell you something. I started blood doping when I was fucking 14 years old. Shit. It's easy to start. It's hard to stop. I wish I was blood doping right now. I wouldn't feel so damn tired. Maybe I should sleep at night instead of watching fucking movies. Um, Rich, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Peppa. Hey, yes. Yeah? Yes. Listen, you're addicted to faggots. All right. All right, let's knock it off I, now. If I was in Britain, that'd be a true statement. Don't help him. Oh, I'm just saying. He didn't do anything. I it was that guy. First. Yeah, I said F word before. He did. I'm being good. I'm and that be- guy's not even talking. That guy's not even using the F word the way it, it's supposed to be in Britain. How are you supposed to use it? Well, it's not add the OTS on the end of it. So uh, that just means pile of sticks, right? Oh, like if I was camping, I'd get a pile of F words. Well, I think if you're uh, like starting a campfire. Okay. All right. Like kindling. But F-words. Yes. Burning up F-words, right? Just want to make sure I use it right if I ever make it over jolly old England. Don't even use it there. But they'll accept it. They'll fucking expect me. You got to use it there. They're not going to know what you're talking about. If I was like, hey, let me get a pack of smokes. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Larry, let me get a pack of F-words. It's like, radio. He's like a ciggy butt. What is a ciggy butt? (laughs) Oh, governor. That's what we call governor. <laughs> yeah, the weird thing is then they got kings. They don't even have fucking governors. Idiots. Or they blow, too. Hey. <laughs> no, not like dicks, but... <laughs> what else would you blow? <laughs> Did me like uh, Mike, you're on the run of the show. Hey, what's happening? What about them straight facts? All right. It's gotten beyond ridiculous now that people feel they they can just use it free as can be, that it's not still a slur. It is, and they wouldn't have the guts to do it if uh, if the the n bomb word meant cigarettes in England. I, d- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what they call cigars over there? What Rump Rangers? Which is weird. Is strange. They're strange. No, I'm nervous about going to the phones. These people lie. What are you looking for? Does anyone else hear that? Mm-mm. What do you hear? I hear like um, I don't almost hear like a fucking jet engine going off or something. I think it's the air conditioner. That's fucking weird. All right. What do you think? The fucking building started flying? No, I, th- I, had, I felt like one of the computers was fucked. I don't know. I just... <laughs> Did you sleep last night? Because you're acting nutty as shit today. I fucking... I I, I pissed out in here. I'm still fucking pissed off at you, young. Who gives a fuck what celebrities <laughs> have to say? I mean when they're fucking... Stupid fucking interview shows. No, I'm going... like... I'm talking about the celebrities that go for Mia Culpas or whatever, just trying to just, right? Mia Is that the culpas. word? I'm, I just threw I'm not sure if that's it. If what are you talking but if they're going for some tra- Wait a minute. I just want to fucking stop. You yelled out that they go for Mia Culpas. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hysterical. Why aren't you sleeping? 
I don't know, because I fucking pass out after the show, because I'm fucking drinking a bunch of Red Bull in the morning, and I fucking crash. I thought Red Bull was good for you. It is, for like a few hours, but then I stop drinking it, and then I fucking pass out. Um, last year I'm running Fez. Yeah, I just wanted to say, Fezzy's taking so, uh, that word, the F word so bad, there's a whole lot worse words to say. You know, he can be a pole sitter, knob swabbler, rough ranger, kill fake Frank, bend over Billy. I mean... You fans. certainly are well-versed in the language. All right, why, uh, why don't you bring up one of your stories, Fuzz? Uh, Coca-Cola uh, now putting out a spot, a two-minute, basically a PSA... About how they're going to lower sugar and uh, worried about obesity and how Coca-Cola is taking res- uh, yeah, responsible stance. Coke Zero. And, yes, and there's pro- and Coke is good for you, but in moderation. Why are they going down this road? I have no idea. Because they're, preempt- they're preempting the fucking hammer that's coming down. It is coming down. For the sugar people. So they'll be like, oh, we've been doing this for years. Don't worry about us. We're fucking ahead of the curve. I'm sure they've been stuck. We're not Lance Armstrong. We're fucking good people. Exactly. Drink some here. Drink some vitamin water. It's delicious. These fucking people in Belgium kill themselves, not us. We do it slowly. Delicious Coca-Cola will keep you happy. I'm never surprised when a... The corporation wants to sell a product or keep its profits up. It's never like a stunning thing to me. It's a smart move by Coke, actually. They fucking, they know what's happening. Um, I don't think Coke's going to, re- I mean, people are going to keep drinking Coke. Yeah, people are. love it. It's delicious. Uh, Coach, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, you're fucking right. Fuck you. Me? No, the caller. Oh. Um, Gary, you're on the Run of Fest show. Oh, yeah, Ron. Um, I'm really confused. Why did the gays want to call themselves something that has so many other meetings? Does it make sense? I think it was applied to them. I don't think it was chosen by them. I've heard gays guys say it to each other and call straight guys that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And in England, they're poofters. What are they? Poofters. See, we're not offended by that over here. Whatever, I don't care. That's what we do to cigarettes. Yeah. I'm going to smoke a poofter right now. <laughs> don't you wish you could smoke on the air? Like that I'm movie talk it. radio. That's awesome. I'll be taking your calls for the rest of the day. Every call. I'm ready to kill myself. Fucking intense radio show. I know. Just every caller was great. Makes our callers look like shit. Even though Fez is fucking going around and around with him today. You got to come up with a way of getting out of this bit you get yourself into, the Fez. Well, I don't... It's people who think they can say that word with impunity. I'm calling him out on it. But you say it the same way every day. It always comes up the same way every day. You need a fucking gimmick to work for you. You need to be able to drop a hammer. Drop the cock hammer on him. See. What? Why does it have to go back to a penis right away? Because he's on their side. How am I on their side? Who's they? Our listeners? The the people who call in who think they can say that word, apply it to cigarettes. He loves that. Why would I love that? 
That means that means that I'm smoking f words. Sounds crazy. It's been his favorite thing since he found out someone rides their bike to the Tappan Zee. Well, long before that. <laughs> Two people do it. They're dicks. Come on, man. You <laughs> say they should be. You tell me all these things that they should be living in New York City. Mm. I'm not gonna go to that. I'm not gonna go to that. Oh boy. Why don't you bring up another big story that you're interested in, Infest? Grab that fucking stick. Stroke it. Uh, Dish, uh, Dish Network's uh, Hopper totally got ripped off at the Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Uh, it was supposed to win Best in Show. At what is it, fucking pet? No, it's just the best DVR that's out there. It's mm -hmm. the top of the line uh, DVR that records the most shows. You can watch it in the most rooms. It's taken DVR technology further doing, than anyone. Are you doing a live read right now? No, I'm not doing a live read. I'm just telling the truth. And then CBS moves in and makes CBS. And make sure that it doesn't win the prize all because they're in a lawsuit, a legal action against Dish and the Hopper. Wow. They got Brett Michael. What do you mean? Got screwed, screw job. Mm. You uh, mean Brett Hart? Brett yeah. Hart, yeah. Brett Michaels is in poison. <laughs> Seriously, why don't you sleep now? <laughs> no, no. Maybe I should just get some more Red Bull. You better get a fucking herd of them. Well, CBS is basically the one giving out the award, right? Right. Why would they give out an award to someone that they have a lawsuit against, basically saying that their product is illegal? You wouldn't give out an award to somebody. Wouldn't that look bad once they went to court? Then they shouldn't have even let the hopper enter. They shouldn't have been allowed at the show. Well, they don't run the whole show. They just own it's, CNET. They own CNET. you got to follow the whole story. So CNET gives this out. So it, it would be like if the Ron and Fez show gave out something, let's say, that we thought was like the best app ever, right? Uh-huh. And it was an app where you could listen to SiriusXM without buying it, right? Don't you think our bosses and our bosses were suing them? Don't you think our bosses would say you're not fucking giving them an award? Yeah, I could. Say, yeah, but yeah, if they have that much power, stop it in the beginning. Well, they don't. They CBS wasn't following what happens at the thing. You know what I mean? They're not in charge of the whole thing. They're just in charge of their CNET. It's editorial coverage of the event. So they're not running the event. Okay, but their their people go. We went to the thing, and here's what we thought the best thing was. And you could understand why CBS would go, you can't give that out. No, somebody quit who worked for them, and, you know, because he thought it was, like, the right thing to do as a journalist, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. But you can also get the fact that CBS doesn't want to give awards to people who they basically think are keeping people from seeing... Their commercials, which is the way that they get paid. Yeah, I kind of get it. 
you know, doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the hopper. This whole thing should be figured out in a court of law. But on the other hand, you'd have to be crazy to think your company would want you to give out something uh, to somebody that you were suing. The CNN editorial guy is fucked up. Now, personally for me, if somebody's stealing serious or whatever, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, but I'm not running the company. If I was running the company, I'd probably feel totally different. I think this is all the better advertising for the hopper. That CBS, that a major network is trying to keep you from this technology. Basically trying to keep it secret. I don't think any of the networks are crazy about this technology. No, it's a whole, the lawsuit is all for the broadcast networks. Right. So they're not going to be getting anything from the other people either. Um, let's go over to uh, Brian, Connecticut. You're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I believe that it all comes down to a matter of love with the whole with the whole sec- homosexual Oh, come issue. on, dude. Seriously. It does. I mean, why it are does. we talking about this? We're talking about the hopper right now. And all right. I'm very happy for Fez because that's his... One of his favorite live reads, and um, well, I, mean, I guess I the technology could, is everything that he's been saying about it. Well, excuse me, but I thought I thought maybe if we enlighten some other people on the issue. Right, go ahead, you enlighten everybody. What I think is, it comes down to a matter of love. If a man truly loves another man, then God's okay with that. If how do you know what God's okay with? Because I talk to him. Mm, what do you tell him? He tells me. Wait, you you actually hear a voice in your head? No. Well, I have once. All right. Only once. What does he normally sound like? You? No. Hell no. What does all he, he sound said like? To me, all he said to me was, you will teach them all. Okay. So you're going to be the teacher of men. Apparently. You... <laughs> Uh, Why do I have no reason to lie to you, Ronnie? Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying that you're lying <laughs> to me. I, I definitely think that you're believing. I'm just trying to get this straight. You're the second coming of Christ. I, I never said that. No, well, you're the I, one that we've been waiting Jesus, for. Jesus was Jesus. Mm-hmm. I am Brian. Okay. Well, uh, then this is kind of the life. I of believe Brian. we were both. I believe that we are both men of God. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's all. Jesus was no more than a man of God. So really, his picture shouldn't even be up in the church. I never said that. Jesus, absolute Jesus had his job to do. I have my job. But he wasn't the actual son of God, the way he went around telling people. No, he didn't tell anybody that. People assumed an awful lot. All right, so he's not the son of God. He kept saying... He was a child of God, just like you and I are. All right, then he was the son. Well, I guess. Yeah, okay. But what you're saying is God has uh, billions and billions of sons. Yeah, they're called human beings. Not human doing, human beings. Yes. Okay. All right. This has been pretty heavy, Brian. Well... I mean, I... Now, do you do any other job besides... I'm a truck driver. Okay. 
So you're a truck and driver, I, and you're just spreading actually, God's... I'm a retired truck truck driver, yes. Okay, and you're spreading God's word wherever you can, the things that he says to you. And what did what did God tell you to say? You are, you're here to heal us all? No, he said you will teach them all. Oh, you're going to teach us all? Yes. All right, so what's the one thing you want to teach us today? You can teach today, us different I believe lessons. that the homosexual issue... Yeah. It comes down to a matter of love. If a man, if one man truly loves another man, then God is okay with that. If you're just sticking your dick in another guy just to get laid, then you get horrible diseases like AIDS. And yes, I do have many gay friends, and I'm damn proud of it. I didn't ask that. Well. So... The main thing that God wants you to do is only have sex with the person that you love. Yes. Okay, don't, easy. I'm just trying to figure, this is all new to me, Brian. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry. It seems like you're like the angry son of God. I am. Yeah. Because people don't get it. Right. Anything else God have that isn't homosexual based for us? Sure. Yeah. What do you want to know? Ask me. Uh, who's going to win this weekend? He doesn't tell me shit like that. All right, I don't That's know. Stupid shit. It's what well, that would be great. I mean, it would be one way well, to get people I to believe, pay attention. I to believe you. what happens is the Bible was never meant to be shared as a group activity. Right. Well, then it I've was, been doing my part. It was for each. It was <laughs> each. It, it was for each person who was here. And this is the stuff that we learn over the course of our lifetime. Mm -hmm. The book of the book. The book of Revelations. Is, number is nine. Number nine. Yeah. Number nine. What you choose to believe is up to you, I guess. Okay. But, I, right now, I only believe in one thing, and I believe in Brian. Hey, sounds good to me. Because you're one of the few Why people willing do? to put it out there. <laughs> hey, it's a start, dude. You know, your brother only had, what, 12 people following him around. You well, already got one. I'd probably get Hicks to come what? with us. I'm a teamster. I don't like people hanging around me, and I'm also a gas guy. The guy that tried to bring Anthony that that uh, that gasoline that time, yeah, because he was being a spoiled guinea. <laughs> hey, I don't think the son of God should be using stuff like that. <laughs> I'm the man of God. <laughs> yeah, careful, <laughs> careful. Starting to sound really scary. That man had had his wife bringing him pussy, and he goes out and he, and he leaves her. What the hell's wrong All with him? All right. All right. <laughs> he deserved to lose half his shit. All right. <laughs> Jesus, too, is yeah, fucking I know. Jesus, mental. too, is like, it's like a roast. He's like that guy from that burn show. What's that guy's name? Jeff Ross. Yeah, he's like the Jeff Ross of uh, God. All right. Well, uh, all right. All about the love, Ronnie. What's that? It's all about the love. Yeah, it's all about the love, bro. All right. Have a good one. Okay. Thanks for all your wisdom. No nuttier than anyone else I've ever seen on TV talking about God. Which could have told us same. if, like, fucking pages are going to cover. It's down to eight and a half. And Atlanta fucking keeps getting points except the four and a half now. I guess that was Brian from Connecticut. Definitely in him. Strange dude, man. I thought he was. Well, whatever. It seems like uh, you guys got shit figured Alex, out. Alex, you're on the run of Fez show. 
Hey, Ron. Uh, I, I've actually been speaking to God as well. Um, he's been telling me not to listen to his gay trucker son. Thank you. Robin in Maryland, you're in Fez. Hey, Ron. What's up, man? Uh, not a... Hey, man, I just want to say, people, these are supposed to be Christians calling in, like, mm-hmm. talking all this shit, man. I don't understand it. Fez, are you there? Yes, right here. You're a great guy, man, seriously. I mean, dude, if if, if you are involved with another man... And he's not. It, it's your choice, man. That's fine. I don't understand why people are so bothered by this. It's like an insult to... To men, you know, and do you notice it's almost 90% men that call in all the time about this stuff? Do any women ever have any problem when you came out, Fess? No. Mm. I, I'm trying to think if there was one woman that, like, had, like, what I like to call Chris Stanley-type attitude. Oh, give me a fucking break. Not one. Right. No, I think every, I think all the women were very kind. That's great. Right, man. Women are more sensible about stuff. You know, men just need, it's not about... It is about love, and if you can love another man, that's your choice. And, dude, it's fine. Don't listen to him, Fez. You're an awesome guy, man. I love listening to you guys on the radio. It's great. Thanks, brother. Peace. Uh, Mike C. and Queens, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ron? Um, I don't know what that other guy was talking about that that talks to God, because I speak to God regularly. Um, The only guy that I speak to, he's from England, and according to him, they call cigarettes fags. That's not true. Is it Fez? God's a f- Jesus. You know what? I have no idea, and I could care less what they call cigarettes in England. Quit using the word here is what I would ask. I'm glad that you finally got around to apologize in the shower bench, and maybe now we can all be friends again. Finally. It's been a while. There was like a schism there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, that's right. Shower Bench uh, does reject, but I was trying to think of friends of mine. Stop being mean. Whoa. Shower Bench is moving out to that Greg, um, the Beck place in Texas, living with the libertarians. Now a lot of libertarians are going, Beck, well, when did you become a libertarian all of a sudden? Well, he's trying no to one point. can agree with anyone on anything, anywhere. Well, they, but they but they can find like-minded people on the internet, in some weird fucking you know wherever the fuck. All right, here's one for you. This is a story, and it's up on the iBank today. Thirty percent of teenage girls have met people on the internet and have went to actually physically meet them. Like people they never met before. And they, people they, they never met before. You seem great. Now I'm gonna go meet you. Wow, that seems. I would maybe think of that if twenty somethings like on an OK Cupid or whatever, and mm-hmm. they're being up for dates. But teenage girls, damn, that seems fucking high. Thirty percent of them, one in three, and Fez won't even try Craigslist. Fez, it seems high and it seems dangerous. Oh my god, but what's dangerous about it? Teenage girls going to meet complete strangers. I like to say a stranger is just a friend I haven't met yet. Who's How's it any more dangerous than meeting boys at the mall? You can meet some fucking idiot from Sun Valley over there, for all you know. <laughs> Who's in more danger? Fucking 16-year-old girl or you, Fez? Who can defend themselves more? 16-year-old girl. Oh, come on. Come on, Fez. You fucking... I'll bring in... You bring any 16-year-old girl. I don't care what she looks like. She could look like bowling pin. 
I'll put her up against Fez and she'll win. That's a non-drinking Fez. She'll probably go for a heart punch. How could you have a teenage? How could you be the father of a teenage girl? Read this and not just start crying. But here's the thing: What are you guys worried about? Who is she meeting? That's so dangerous. She's meeting some kid, or a Chris Hansen type. What do they do? They send each other fucking videos and shit, right? I guess. So she's going to know what the kid looks like. Oh yeah, I guess that is, that is a lot more prevalent these days than fucking back in the day on dial-up when it was yeah. just text. What's the big deal? Plus, she's got her phone with her. Yeah. It's not like we're hearing of 30% of teenage girls have been murdered. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're fucking making up something that didn't even happen. You see the word stranger, and it just feels like they all could be killed. That's because you let those fucking weird things get to you, and it's why we all hate each other now. Because everybody thinks someone else is dangerous, rather than just being another person. Oh, oh my God. Someone's on my property. Someone drove past my house. I better arm myself. Strangers are just fucking people. Light them up. They're not fucking Cossacks. I love it when people just come over and, like, stare at Pip's back as if he's, you know what I mean? Like, like what's Pip's doing in there? Who's that guy? With that thing, I can see it. Like, they just come in and look at Pip's doing his job. Happened to me all the time when I was on that board. I turn around like, what are you looking at, dude? can't hear anything I'm saying. Uh, here's Brian from Connecticut calling back. Hey, Brian. Ronnie, that, that wasn't me. Hey, listen, I've been really thinking about your call a lot and really think you're making a lot of sense. No, that guy was running down Italians and, and, and talking crazy biblical oh, stuff. Oh, I mean, Brian, I'm, this is your other personality. Mm-hmm. I see. Do you have a newsletter I can subscribe to? No, no, this Brian likes to send gifts and... and Talk nicely about everyone else. Right. We just talked to you. You're great. Well, ignore that guy. Right. Ignore my other personality because he's he's a complete ass. Brian from Connecticut, the Bible guy. Jesus, too. Son of God. Well, Jesus is just all right with me. Well, I need a different name to call in with them. No, you can be Brian from Connecticut, but just be, sometimes you're like Bible guy and then sometimes you're the other guy. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll be, you know. Uh, St. Brian from Connecticut, okay. and then I could be, and, you know, we could distinguish the two. Um, thanks, man. All right, thanks. Talk to you later, bro. Here's Clint, Alabama. Hey, guys, I just, I read another statistic that said uh, 100% of teenage girls that met somebody new they'd never met before met somebody brand new. I thought it was amazing. And that was a great statistic. Yeah. Basically is the truth, that if you're <laughs> going to meet anyone, they're a stranger before you meet them. <laughs> I mean, really, is it that much fucking more dangerous than meeting some guy at a fucking keg party in the woods? I guess not. People are just worried too much. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You got to protect the children. You wonder. I mean, you can't have that fucking feeling and then get mad at people who want to keep fucking guns in their house because they're afraid of strangers. It's the same mentality. Fez, by not believing that he can meet gays on Craigslist, is just a thing of, I don't trust gays. He's saying the same thing that the callers are saying. Yeah. You got to go on Craigslist. That's not trusting people on Craigslist. Same thing. 
It's the same fucking thing. That's what people who load up their houses with guns are saying. I don't trust people. Like, you know how um, you never see kids hitchhiking? Yeah. I used to hitchhike all the fucking time. If I went to Linwood, I would fucking hitchhike down Market Street, get a fucking ride. Well, I only hitchhiked once. That was like in college. I did it all the time. <laughs> when I was like in junior high school. And it just got around easily. Everyone picked you up. I never had a fucking problem in my life. It was almost impossible for you to even get a ride when I was hitchhiking. Well, like, that's no, because no that people got paranoid about you by that time. I was somewhat fucking crazy looking. No, but, you know, because uh, after cable, it fucking changed everything. Everyone started fucking panicking about everything. Oh, strangers. Strangers! I live in a fucking city with seven million strangers. I can't be afraid of fucking people. I live here. Uh, EJ in Los Angeles, California. Hey, how you doing, Ron? Hey, buddy. Fez, I think it's all about acceptance. That's the key word here. As much as the homosexual community wants acceptance, you have to accept the fact people are going to use derogatory words like fag or faggot or whatever. I'm black. As much as I want people to accept me, I accept the fact people say nigger, porch monkey. It is what it is. And once you accept that... Wait, what was the second one you said? Porch monkey. You never heard that before? (laughs) No, hold on. Porch monkey. Okay, go ahead. Porch monkey, yeah. So, um, like I said, once you accept all those things, you don't get mad about it anymore. I really, really get mad at someone saying the word nigger. It is what it is, man. You know, so you can't just spend your day getting pissed off every time you hear some shit like that. It's just pointless. Hey, uh, I understand the acceptance, but also it shouldn't be encouraged either. It, people should be called out on it. Yeah, but you're going to spend your every day and every minute doing that because it's not going to stop. So, like I said, once you accept it, you just really, it goes over your head. You don't really care. Didn't you, what you what did your gay high school friend say when you called him about it, Fess? He said that it's it it never ever bothered him that he was just glad to be out. He didn't have that anger that I that I have that com- that comes boiling out of me over different issues. He said that he just it just that but stuff maybe just he's rolled sane. off his shoulders. Maybe he's sane. That could very well be. See, that's acceptance. And that it just never, uh, I guess once he was out, he didn't feel the need to fight all those things. Maybe that's because he was dating. Yeah, he was just enjoying his gayness. Going to gay clubs, doing gay stuff. Meeting gays. Getting gay dick. All sorts. EJ, why'd you move to L.A. from England? Um, I think you asked me this last time. Um, I got married. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember you now. Yeah, my, my my wife's from L.A., so it was either move her to the cold or I moved to the sun, and that was an obvious choice, so I came out here. So you're digging it, though? Yeah, I love it, man. Cool. Good weather every day, so it's nice. All right, bro. Nice talking to you. Okay, take Peace. it easy, man. I do remember him now. 
Here's that fucking uh, that good English accent. Where, yeah, like Scott Band English accent. Yeah, that's the best kind. Not that hoity-toity shit. Like the fucking fine young cannibals fucking scene. Good thing. Uh, oh. I'm gonna start a band with him. We're just gonna fucking uh, cover fine young cannibal songs. That's cool. Get some fucking gigs on the strip. Um, points. What movie did these guys show up in? Or at least this song, I think. Now I may be completely wrong about it. I thought it was the movie Ten Men, but now all of a sudden I'm pulling myself back on it. Yeah. So, there with the house band in the nightclub. Thank you. It's gone fucking crazy for a second. My email is uh, blown up with people mad that Fez didn't ask EJ what they call cigarettes in England. Why didn't you at least test the Fez? <laughs> Wasn't even going to risk putting it out there oh, even but, more. But you could, the risk. You could have gotten confirmation from an English guy. What if he said cigarettes? They could throw it in everyone's fucking face. You'd be on top of the world then. He'll never risk it, though. Go roll them dice. Hey, Bruce in Louisiana, you're on Ron Fez. Yeah, Ron, I just read a kind of disheartening story. Uh, it said this past year more U.S. troops died from suicide than in combat. I don't know if that's because maybe the drawdown has the combat numbers down, or uh, I, but it did say that the suicides were up something like 35% or something like that. Well, first of all, Fez, A, thinks that's wonderful because he's a big euthanasia fan. And he believes that they should come back and commit suicide. But I would agree with what you're saying. I think there's more psychological shit that goes down than we've still ever figured out uh, about battle. And the weirdness of two guys 
can go to the same place, kind of had the same experiences. One guy can come back and put it behind him, and the other guy can't. It, we're just not at the point where we can figure out. And also they said there's something about guys who go in the military aren't the type of dudes that even like to share their feelings or like to express themselves. So even if the help is offered, they're not going to take it. Yeah, that's the thing, that there's a lot of help, they say now, but people don't. Now, this has come up. Walmart uh, said over the next five years they will hire 100,000 vets. Um, And basically any vet that comes to Walmart can get hired. My nervousness about this is it seems like Walmart's starting their own private army. They do sell guns. If I was at Target right now, I'd be nervous. Well, they sell guns, but then that same government wants to take them away. So the military might be just there to sell you the gun and then meet you in the parking lot and take it away. That's bullshit. Wall military coming soon to small towns all over America. Another reason for you to be paranoid about your country. Conspiracy. New conspiracy theory. The Walmart standing army. 100,000 strong? That's a decent crew. Yeah. I'm sure they have tanks and fucking helicopters and shit. Um... Is that you scratching fest? No. What is it then? I think it's one of these mics. Here's something on the floor though. We might be having muskrats. Oh. It sounds like like someone just rubbing their foot back and forth under fez. This 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 room's getting weird. There was that weird fucking air sound before. No one else heard it but you, you fucking lunatic. I swear to it was loud. Uh David Washington, you're on my fez. Hey buddy. Um, I think I might have a theory on some of Fez's weirdness. Um, it's just a pattern that I've noticed is, so he was a a gay militant for about five years before he came out. And then he continues to be possibly for the rest of his life, a militant gay. Um, it, it, it feels to me like what he wants is to force, his homosexuality to be uh, almost like a, a social norm before he's going to be uh, not really afraid to uh, step into it and, and, and actually live that, that way. That is what you're looking for, right, Fez? To well, be accepted as a social norm, the uh, gayness? I it doesn't have to be normal, but things need to be equal. There need to be equal rights and equal Sep- opportunities. Separate but equal. Separate bathrooms, separate... Uh, apartments. Water fountains. Okay. Gotcha. No. That's a weird way of looking at it. Gay apartheid, but who am I to say? Right now, I'm just trying to meet 30% of the U.S. teen girls. <laughs> hey, I heard you meet a lot of strangers. Come on, baby. Meet me over at the Walmart. I'll be dressed in fatigues, trying to get a job. Um, Patrick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, it's Fez, Betty Fox. But I, I just yeah. want to, you know, just talking about the, um, the whole Mets, you know, commit suicide. It's getting really scary. Like, when I was, I just got out of the military less than a year ago, and, um, I went to the VA to do, like, my claim to get all my, you know, see what I'm disabled for. All they kept talking about was suicide. They breathe it down your neck. Like, it's just, I don't know how, 
you know, guys are still, you know, not getting the help, but it's just getting scary. It's like these numbers are just getting way, way out of control. What do you think is causing it, Patrick? Uh, you know, I think it's a lot of things. Like myself, I know I go through some things. Like I'm very anxious. And, you know, I was in the Navy. I didn't even, you know, really have to do all the hard combat. But, you, you know, did shit. That, it's part it's of the boat. Stress. It's just basically, you're on a cruise about. ship for four years. Yeah, something like that. But no, that stress and all, I guess it starts wearing on you. Then your 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 mind starts playing games. And but it's maybe you should go talk to somebody, bro. Nah, nah, that's nothing like that. <laughs> but you're just sitting there saying it. Just go talk to somebody. It can't hurt. I do. Yeah, it ain't I gonna do. cost you nothing. Well, I do. I talk to. I go to the veteran health groups. I help other other people. But you know, that's that's the world we live in. So all right, we'll sit down with a shrink one day. No, you know it, Brian. All right, my brother. You take care of yourself, all right. right? Bye. Just do. All right. uh, here's uh, Brian. You're on the Ron Fez Show. How you doing, Ron? Good, man. Hey, good. The, the reason why a lot of the soldiers, uh, why we don't run right out and get mental health uh, when we come back, you know, after multiple tours, everyone's going to have an issue, some type, some type of issue. But we don't do that because the minute we come out in our society and our little community that's based on strength and you know, you know, mental fortitude <clears throat> it is once you do that, you're looked upon as, as kind of a weaker person. And they say that's not true, and they say there's not a stigma, but there is. There's a huge stigma behind that. So your team, when it comes up for promotions, when it comes up for special things, special schools, they say, I don't know, he might not be mentally stable enough. Uh, you know, maybe we'll keep him around a little bit. Also, it's almost impossible with everybody coming back to um, to get into the, I mean, they're swamped. Like this, our psych psychological department here is swamped with with people. So how are you doing, man? You okay? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, it it really annoys the shit out of me how before this thing happened, we acted like this is never going to be another Vietnam, and we're going to take care of these guys when they get back, and. You know, this is where where we always end up. We always yeah. end up taking advantage of those dudes. Well, I mean, we, you know, we all, to be honest, we kind of help each other kind of deal with it. But it, still, it's it's very hard for someone to come out, especially when you're taught, you know, you're taught you should be able to deal with these types of things. You know, um, when we actually have to kind of deal with them, it's, it's, it's very different, you know. Understandable, man. It's another thing you got to break down and just go and and talk to somebody. I mean, you bring up a stigma, but it also seemed like there would be a stigma to suicide. No, yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, and they they beat it up here so much. They beat up suicide so much in the military that it, sometimes, and this is going to sound a little weird, but sometimes the amount of uh, exposure we get to suicide prevention almost kind of puts it in kids' heads. And the amount of uh, what goes on when when one of us does commit suicide, the amount of uh, like attention that yeah. that individual gets, yeah. It, it, and then they say, "Oh, well, he should have went and got help." But then we go back to the stigma a little bit. Like, yeah, I go get help. I go down. And I go talk to the psychologist down here, and you know, I have to miss miss work for the day, or or miss going out to the field, or miss doing something, you know, that I'm supposed to be doing in the army. And they go, oh, you know, I can't really count on this guy. And then, you know, whether they say it out loud or not, that's just how it is. 
All right, bro. Thanks for calling. Yeah, it's right, um, a big part of that is that, you know, you're trained in one thing to be able to handle anything. And that's why those guys don't even like to admit that, you know, their marriage is in trouble or they're having some pill trouble or alcohol trouble uh, or the stress stuff. It's fucking rough, man. I really, really wish that at some point that we would say right from the beginning, you come back and we really are going to fucking take care of you. Never happens, though. Although it's never happened in any country in the history of the world. They've always taken advantage of the guys who are soldiers. Um, here's our buddy Pit Doc. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an interesting evolution to consider. I don't know how we get there, but who knows. Uh, if we eventually did go to corporate armies in America, um, because when you really get down to the crux of all these wars... They serve some corporate interest on some level, or at least the interest of money. You're not our pit doc, are you? No, I'm freak dog. I don't know how I got to that. I don't know how I got to up as, uh... you, know, you know what? Send the kid in here, would you please? Oh, come on, for the love of God. Send him in here. Come in here. Now. Now. I'm going to yell at him so much since he's volunteering that he'll commit suicide. Go that far. First of all, welcome back, buddy. Thank you. It's good to see you. Yeah. Now, there's a big difference between... He told me Pit Doc. He didn't say Freak Dog. Okay. Hey, by the way, why would he lie and say somebody else? No fucking Hey, uh, you look like you lost weight while you were away. Oh, I mean, I got a haircut. I got this thing. Who cut your hair like that? Uh, The barber. But why? Your, your dad didn't want to see it? No. You don't I'm... even have a fucking part. You look like a... Yeah, I know. Well, it's still growing in still. Yeah, but you look like a... A cancer kid that they put a wig on. Thanks. There's something. Sam Donaldson's wig. There, it, it current. That's a current bit. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he's surprised yeah. for some reason. Like you forever look, surprised. Yeah, just constantly surprised. I mean, it's still growing in, but I didn't go yeah. to my dad because I just well, I won't let him now. I won't. I don't trust him anymore. Oh come on. With but, my hair. Does he say you have to get a haircut when you come back though? No, I'm like I need to get a haircut, Dad. As, so give me twenty dollars, and then your dad a little bit. no, I'll, I'll punk him into. I'll be like, give me twenty dollars for a haircut, dad, and then he'll, uh, you know, give me twenty bucks. Wow, that's a really impressive story. You're fucking tough. Yeah, I'm hey, really have tough. you got a hold of your girl since you got back? Oh, Dana. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I talked to her. She really seemed like she liked you until we got you on the phone. Really? She acted like she was in love with you, Orton. Yep. She was oh, like, oh, wow. I've liked him for a long time. I just waited for him to ask me out. Oh, really? Yeah, and then the second you called, she got weird again. She's almost like Fez, where I don't want anything to happen. Any male attention freaks her the fuck out. Yeah, that's what I heard. Pips was about to, uh, he like was like, hey, do you just want to get dinner? You've been nice for coming in, you know? And she got freaked out. She thought Pips was hitting on her. Is that true, Pips? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He's just doing it as a friend. He's just being a friend. Something happened to that kid when she was younger. It's the Maybe, brother. Maybe, yeah. It's the brother. Well, I kept, I mean, I'll, I'll be like, hey, send me a sexy you pic. You can't say stuff like that, dude. <laughs> you can't actually make accusations. I, I don't mean that. That was a joke. Play but she gets very weird around people. Although Pips might have been hitting on her. No, I wasn't hitting on her. I was legitimately asking her, hey, do you want to get something really nice coming in? And she completely just was like, nope, and ran off. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like he's sitting on me. Tips. You know, but well, he is. True. He's like, 
He's creepy and he's yeah. touchy. Yeah. You know, he's always touching the Very touchy feel. Like he'd be like, oh, ha, 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 and then like touch your arms. It's crazy. Oh, Pip, I, I taught you not to fucking do that. Can't help myself sometimes. DFI, Pips. Remember that. That's a big thing in radio. Don't fuck the interns. Or at least not all of them. <laughs> I'll see you later, Joe. Uh, well, I'm not an intern anymore. I'm just exactly. a guest. I'm so a guest here. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> is that what this is being discussed? It's a fucking suck session. <laughs> oh, no. No, I mean, you know. You, uh, yeah. You're coming off like a couple of English cigarettes, though. <laughs> yeah, the whole pack of cigarettes in that fucking room at this point. <laughs> Man, I'm glad you told us this story that he got creepy. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I'll go to HR and just let them know. Mm-hmm. Let the words out there. Suspensions. Yeah. Suspensions all around. <laughs> is she at home? Can we reach her? Yeah, she should be home. Yeah, try give try to give her a call. Not Pip, so she'll fucking scream and <laughs> think she's being stalked. Hey, Dana, what's up? Just seeing how's it doing. Isn't the Dana, show on? Dana, <laughs> Dana, I noticed that you changed your curtain. Is there a reason for that? <laughs> yeah. Um. Here's uh, Josh in Tampa. You're on the Ron Fest show. Hey, Ron Fest. Yeah. Uh, just was calling him to talk about that PTSD. I was just on yeah. there. Um, I, uh, I'm a medical student. I'm also in the Air Force, and I'm, I'm working shows. with a uh, PTSD study. I don't really want to get into it just for uh, validity reasons. But um, basically, the two biggest problems are, one, therapy that they use in the VA hospital does not work. And two, like the other caller was talking about, it puts a stigma on the soldier or the airman or the marine or the sailor, and uh, it leaves them in kind of like a, a quandary with their unit. So what do you do? How do you beat that, man? So basically, the newest theory show that what PTSD is rooted from is actually a what you could say, like a, a primitive part of the brain. And so something happens, a fear response is elicited. You end up remembering smell, sound, taste, um, pretty much everything that happens in that instance, and you just remember it to be fear. So then later on, something triggers it, and all of a sudden you're scared for no reason. And it's not because you have psychological problems. It's because you actually have a biological problem, which is your brain didn't process the fear response correctly. So what do you, what do you combat that with? Basically, uh, they're, they're trying to come out with new therapies. Some of them use, um, like, battle scenes. But they it doesn't do it seem in, like it would be helpful. Yeah. seems like just the opposite. <laughs> it sounds like it, but if you're, if you're, see, if you're watching a battle happen but you're not in a fear, fearful response, then it can help. Or what they do is um, basically try to put you back into, it, it's very difficult to explain, but they try to put you back into that primitive mindset and help you sort through those memories so you can actually realize what happened. Because all you know is something scared the crap out of you, and all you remember is what you saw, what you heard, and you weren't able to process it. You just couldn't process it fast enough. So they kind of bring you back into that mode and help you process it. Um, and you think that they're making some leaps with this? You think they're advancing? 
unfortunately I'm biased because I'm part of the study and I, I believe so. But what I can say that's not that's very unbiased is the the therapy that they're offering now doesn't work for the majority. And that's really what they're looking for, something that'll help the majority. All right, Josh, I appreciate you calling, buddy, and good luck with everything, okay? Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Ron, thank you, guys. All right, my man. Uh, well, 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 look who it is. It's little Dana, our former oh, intern, God. now hopefully future Fox intern. Dana? Yeah? Uh, Kokomo is back in town. Cool. Looked like he got his hair cut with a grapefruit spoon, so a little bit. you might want to wait a little while before you see him. But we heard a disturbing story that uh, Pip's... Asked you out to dinner and kind of crossed the line with you a little bit? Oh, yeah. What Not happened? I'm really feeling it. Sorry, Pips. <laughs> what exactly happened there? Uh, what did he tell you? What, what, what did he tell you? Well, I heard it from Kokomo, but basically Pips was uh, undressing you with his eyes and then mm-hmm. tried to corner you. Sexual slurs. <laughs> he always does that. Come on. <laughs> now, what did he try to do? Did he try to get you to see you in private time? Yeah, he he wa- he asked if I wanted to do like lunch or dinner one day after what? the show. After the show, right? And how did that make you feel? Uh, well, I like Pips, but not in that way. So right. I declined respectfully and uh, moved uh, on with my life. He didn't try to get rough with you after that. No, no, it was it was all good. No, okay. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. You can't do that at you know at the workplace. Come what? on. I heard <laughs> a different side of the story. What did you hear? Well, I heard that he was just trying to be nice, like thank you for coming in. You know, no, no, you know, just platonic. And she didn't. She took it the wrong way. Well, I will say this: I'm going to trust Dana because Pips never asked me out to lunch. It's true, <laughs> you know, and I'm in here all the time. <laughs> I'm in here almost two hours a day. Exactly. So therefore, he wants it, and he's not getting it. So that's Holy good. Shit. You keep that. This Dana. is insanity. This is now, pure Dana, insanity. I told you before: if you ever have any trouble with anyone, you come to me. So remember, you can always do that. All right, awesome. That's now, good to know. <laughs> were you at any time where you really were? Because he's got a girlfriend. Exactly, which makes it worse. That's just, it's, a, it's an automatic no. Unless you're Ryan Gosling, it's a no. Okay, Ryan Gosling, you would help him cheat on his girlfriend. Absolutely. <laughs> now, um, by the way, I did hear a Ryan Gosling story that he could have been in Backstreet Boys. What? That they, what? That they were all kids together down around the Mickey Mouse thing. And they they said uh, he could have been in the band. And now they said, we're open if you would like to join Backstreet. (laughs) Do it. Backstreet would be back. Yeah. All right. Backstreet would be back, but with the kid from Drive. (laughs) And the notebook. All right, fine. Now, Pips. Are you shocked that she got busted? Because we live in... This is in India. We speak out, and we're all here for each other. Women can fucking be on public transportation. That's right. There's no chicken. <laughs> I don't know where this is all coming from. I really wasn't Ew. trying to get in her pants. If anything, I told her that um, me and my friends are together. It wasn't just me by myself. That we were going out as a group. That's sick. That's no, no. You mentioned oh, it. I said no. <laughs> 
Was that was after he said no? He started Yeah, coming. yeah, after he said no, because he's probably embarrassed. He was probably like, oh, shit, I got declined. But embarrassed? Got busted. This is ridiculous. Embarrassed for what? Just trying to be nice? Embarrassed that you struck out. Yeah, exactly. They're compensating. And I- she does like you, but not in the way that you want to be liked. Yeah, I feel the same way that she feels. Mm-hmm. She's the one yeah, taking okay. it the wrong way. Dude, you're crazy, like Danny. You're out of your mind. <laughs> Call her crazy again. Crazy. Now, I notice Hicks doesn't go asking the interns to go out to lunch. I want nothing to do with any of them. Well, yeah, I don't want anything to do with them either. <laughs> It's mutual, perfect. Works out. But still, I mean, extra yeah. on her part. But this makes total well, sense, Dana's side of the story, because Dana had been visiting last week and now apparently doesn't feel comfortable to visit. Doesn't feel safe? No. Yeah. Not a safe See, I want, yeah, I want this to be a safe place. They're all safe around safe me. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe keeps asking me for a sexy pick. <laughs> Yeah. Well, See, but you said that you did like Joe, and yeah. that's between you two guys. You guys are really eternal <laughs> interns, as far as I'm concerned. Oh. So if you want to do anything between you, it's your thing. Yeah. Pips, on the other hand, should not be asking Dana to a, an adult motel in the middle <laughs> of the afternoon. Exactly. With a bunch of his friends. <laughs> oh. Wait, man. wait. I don't want to say yes to anyone yet because I want to see the new interns. Okay, that's Ooh. a good idea, because they might be some real, real attractive hey, guys. Maybe Ryan Gosling will be your intern next semester. Or like maybe. Pip said, as he as he grabbed his crotch, want to go out with my friends? <laughs> <laughs> he shook his crotch. That's disgusting. I want to see the new interns. You know, add some more options in there. Let's make the pool bigger. Oh yeah! All right, that's a good it's idea. All about you. Let's take them all. Yeah, on. let's go deep. <laughs> go for a swim. You know, you missed today. Who? The Kardashians. <laughs> Get the hell out. Yeah, yeah, they came in. They did uh, Shade 45. Y- you're joking. No, I'm not. They the came two, in. The two totally sisters. Right. I saw Courtney's Instagram. She uploaded a picture of herself, and she's like, good morning, New York City. Fuck. Are you kidding me? I no. I blame Pips. Pips ruined it for Pips ruined everything. We us. even... Um, oh, why did you tell me? Yeah, we, we never book them in here, but we opened the uh, windows so we could see them come by. Oh, but man. see, here's the thing. I, it might have been just another chance for Pips to try something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. <laughs> this is oh, damn. Now, now I'm really upset. Oh. Well, well, this is what, the second or third time they've been? Well, they probably won't be anymore once she gets showing. Yeah. Uh, she'll probably end that show, don't you think? No. I mean, I think I heard some things that they won't show the kid on camera or some, or some bullshit like yeah, that. Yeah, they're not going to. She's going to be wearing a green, like, thing over her womb, so she looks thin still, because they can just CGI that out. They ought to just have a cartoon baby. <laughs> Did she look good? She'll be like two cool cartoons. Yeah, I mean, they both looked. I think the, that the sister's even cuter. Yeah, oh, yeah, Courtney. She's beautiful. I don't know what her name is. Courtney. The sister. I that can't be it. That doesn't sound like a person's name. I just no, it's Tim, Courtney, and Chloe. No, that can't be it. As Pips back there, how much money would it take if to like go out there and grab her ass in front of the bodyguard? Yeah, he that, said it would have to be in the millions. I said two thousand. How? No. Did you see how gigantic he that was, bodyguard yeah, was? He couldn't fit through the door. He, he'd eat you like a cracker. Yeah, I've seen a lot of big bodyguards before. But I never saw anything like that. Now that guy was uh, didn't look human. He looked. He was a. Free, he looked like someone from Sin City or something. Just a giant <laughs> freak show. Now you know what I think about you. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Don't. Oh. 
a toddler who's half retarded go right ahead. <laughs> Except you're an asexual fucking cold fish. All right. Stop it. Jeez, you're crazy today. He's crazy every day. Not like this. He's insane. Well, she's not an intern anymore, so I can fucking be as mean as I want. I don't know if that's even true. <laughs> Still a person. No, she's uh, like a fucking moron who somehow came into being, who floats around life waiting for something to happen to her. I agree with that now. Oh, why? Because you guys shot down? Spurned. Yeah. No, because she thinks she's hot shit that I'm trying to go after all these girls. It's what? fucking ridiculous. Can I just say something? Fez just yelled out sperm. For no <laughs> I thought we were ordering lunch. Oh, God. What the fuck? Oh, God. English cigarette. <laughs> what are you grossed out by? Who would order a fucking bucket of cum for lunch? <laughs> well, what kind of Wow, cum? are you intolerant <laughs> to yes. women, to gays? I'm intolerant to, to stupid bitches to buckets? who fucking insult me I'm over the phone. That's what I'm intolerant to. And I'm intolerant yeah. to chugging semen. That I think, <laughs> if I'm intolerant to that, that makes well, that's me... That's what wow. those worries about. Personally, me chugging cum. I don't yes. want... Yes! Yeah, I don't want to do that! <laughs> You're starting to sound like Pips now. No, I'm not. I don't want to do any of the interns on the off time. Uh, All right. Well, you missed the Kardashians. You should have came in today. I know I should have. Thanks for letting me know. They'll be in tomorrow at 4 in the morning. Show up outside. All right. Stop <laughs> it. I yeah, mean, my friends are going to greet you. Oh, oh Jesus. Say. Say. I passed the line. I'm just, you know, bitter and angry. He's fucking partial. Okay, now Sex they're turning on each other. <laughs> <laughs> I expected this. They're starting to turn on each other. All right, Dan, I'm sorry I called you for this, but... It's all right. Thanks for letting I... me know, guys. But at least we got the facts. <laughs> all right, well, bye, that's... guys. Have a good one. One good right, thing from that bye. phone call. We learned about Pips is terrible fucking... Well, we learned about Pips because Coke is a fucking rat. <laughs> He's a what? fucking narc. It's, it's not No, funny. you ratted on Pips. Uh, no, no, I was on Pips' side. I believe his story over Dana's... I, why don't you? I thought you and Dana were going to like each other. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'll tell you the second that she's like, no, I really did like him and I miss him. And then we go, oh, let's give him a call. And right away she got cold again. Weird. Yeah. I'll have really to weird. Listen to that audio. Yeah. She's mentally disturbed. Yeah, find the audio so you know that we're not just <laughs> yeah, trying to get you to do something right. stupid. You really are crunching on ice all the time. I, 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 my, the doctor said I think I need to eat iron pills. Why don't you just eat a fucking barbell? Let's go hurt my teeth. <laughs> Swallow it. That way you can be like it was a bucket of cum. Say he's all gross. He's disgusted by what you somehow hope to do. You want to drink a bucket of semen? Well, if you do, then good. All right. That didn't sound like support. <laughs> Oh, uh, we got a break. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I ask you a question, Fez? Yes. Why is it so important for people to be supported by other people? This and to is, support people. Oh, all right, all right, I just put all a picture right. of just a martini glass of semen, and come on. Is, is anyone yeah. look, does that seem appealing to Eddie? Pips, look at it. I don't want to look. That's what he fucking offered to buy data. <laughs> <laughs> Says it's ladies' night. <laughs> On the rocks, and he puts his balls in it. <laughs> oh, what? No. No. Yeah. no. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree with you guys. We do got a break. <sighs> Crazy fucking star of the show. I know. It's nutty. 
Fez, what do you want to talk about when we get back? Well, I'm furious at Jodie Foster now, even more than yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the one that's hollering! There is a story up on the iBang that less people are want to come out. They think it's ridiculous and ham-handed to come out. Wow. It's fucking gay-on-gay gay bashing over going on here. And you got a lifeboat today, right? I got a lifeboat. It's going to be a good one. What is it about... Who would Pips throw off a life? <laughs> the woman interns? who was not down for. I got to go back rate. to having no girl interns. I can't. I can't believe this happened. This is a disturbing turn of events. I will say this about um, Dana, though. She remember how she acted when the ONA guy said that she was cute. She got very, like, weird and cruel Squeamish about that. Little. Yeah, and then what happened with... There's something seriously wrong with her. That yeah, she, but that you're she, not fucking helping by yelling that shit that you yell. I know. Uh, she's insulting me. I'm insulting her. She's not intern anymore. That's so not help, though. I don't feel... I don't care to help her. She's fucked up in the head. Good. Continue living your life. Fez is right head. when he says that you're not supportive. I'm not supportive of her and anything she does. Or Fez. Oh, I'm supportive of Fez. Then why is he sitting there like looking like a fucking blank... I just, the, the, this ordering semen for lunch. Turn this fucking off right okay. now. Right. She's fucking just pouring gum in her own mouth. <laughs> I shouldn't have to watch that. I don't want to talk. I, don't, I can't attack poor Jodie Foster. Is there anything new you have or all the same stuff as yesterday? Well, it was going off of that, uh, what you mentioned, that publicly coming out is supposed to be passe. It is passe. If we're going to move ahead. Well, she has a public coming out, but now everyone, she gets to have her cake and eat it too. She didn't come out. She says her life is nobody's business. Yeah, but then talks about her her life partner who she broke up with, who she's raising children with. She got to have it both ways, and now everyone's acting like she's the hero, and anyone she who comes the, out publicly... She is the hero. ...is an ass face. She is the hero right now. Uh, did you guys see the car chase? No. On TV? All right, you got to watch. I'm going to do this before we break. This is the most amazing video I think I've ever seen. Ever online. seen? This is a guy watching an L.A. car chase. This is his TV. Found. I believe he's on the Century. By the way, this is Englewood, uh, so you know exactly right what we're talking about. Through a red light, and he does this move every time here. He slows down right after he comes through the light. Now, the guy is videotaping his down. TV while this there is happening. And it's one of those L.A. Again, slow Car chases. We've got to see with this guy, and uh, he's making his way back off uh, to the west and towards LAX once again. And uh, again, thankfully for the uh, law enforcement helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> he sees the cars go past his house. By the way, look how he's got a ghetto window with that mesh thing. <laughs> yeah. Is he, he living in a liquor but, store? Yeah. <laughs> That's Go awesome. back to right when he sees it, too. Because it looks like a movie scene. It looks almost fake. This, you see so much shit in movies that when you see it in real life, yeah. it comes off not even seeming real. Holy shit! <laughs> and he yells, holy shit. <laughs> Maybe it's just coincidence. 
It's up there as guy watching police chase on TV sees it go right by his house. Man, that is one long headline. And we gave away the ending. Oh, man, that's the amazing police. Best one since fucking OJ. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Did Joe yell that's a coincidence? It might. I don't know. Maybe there's another car chase going on at the same time. So it could have been a different could have been a chase. different car chase. And it's similar. If place. you are out in L.A. and you see a sign that says Englewood, try to get back to the highways immediately. It's such a great fucking video. It looks just so hysterical, as if Jim Carrey should be in the car, <laughs> or Adam Sandler. God, that's funny shit. Yeah, bang has got some funny stuff up there. All right, we get back a lifeboat with Chris Stanley. Beautiful. Don't blow me off. <laughs> Did you say don't blow me off? Don't vote me off. Oh. All right, we'll be right back. Run a fest. Old pirates, yes, they rob I. Sold I to the merchant ships. Minutes after they took I From the bottomless pit But my hand was made strong By the hand of the Almighty We forward in this generation Triumphantly Won't you help to sing Songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our minds Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We got to fulfill the book So won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs Redemption songs Old pirates yes It's a run of Fed show This song always reminds us of uh, Kokomo Joe So we're playing it now that he's uh, back It's for you Joe Reminds me of myself, too. You were out in Minnesota for a while, though, huh? Yeah, three weeks. Did you see the old gang? Saw all the old gang, hung out with the fam. Go out to the old Winchester bar where we used to drink. Yeah, just talk glory days, you know. <laughs> yeah. How they'll pass you by, those glory right. days. You know? Remember we fucking played Upper Derby and we were losing to the buzzer? <laughs> and I hit that fucking shot from the outside. You guys carried me out of the gym. Joe, I don't think that was you, Joe. No, it was me. It was me. Just all fucked up. Like, <laughs> yeah. shit. 
God, I couldn't believe it when I was prom king. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Chris Stanley's got a lifeboat for us to play. We haven't played this in a long time. Yeah, this is some fucking lifeboat shit. This is lifeboat shit. This lifeboat movie drug dealers. Movie drug dealers. Okay. The four drug dealers. Now, what are we basing this on? Their drugs? Their ability to deal drugs, their status as a drug dealer, how they hold shit down. Hmm. Their panache as a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> The Mia Copa. Let's <laughs> throw stuff out there. Sad. I think sounds good in my head. The four drug dealers. Okay. Tony Montana, Scarface. Mm. The King of New York, Frank White. You're all invited to join, all of you. Mr. Nino Brown. I love Nino Brown. These are all great. And fourth, from True Romance. Both pimp and drug dealer, Drexel Spivey. Wow. This is a tough one. They're all respected men. They all die. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, man. She can't say it after. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so, seriously, I haven't gotten any sleep and you're worse than me. <laughs> if you, you do it that way, just yell spoiler. No, I'm saying... Because people sometimes will say, like, they're dead, so I'm definitely not going to put them on the lifeboat. Well, you know what? Any of those people, I don't want to play lifeboat. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing. And you can't fucking use that cop-out anymore. Did you even see all these movies, Fez? No. All right, then you <sighs> get to I take, haven't. Oh, my you God. You get to take the bench. What? You didn't see fucking half of Jack Nicholson's movies. <laughs> so stop acting like Fez is a dick. All right, this is a tough one. Because these are four great movie uh, characters. Oh, they're they're amazing. They're just they, you gotta love them. Now, if I was hanging around with Nino Brown, every time that I shot somebody, I'd go like this: "Rock a bye, baby." <laughs> That's my favorite thing. That chick in there who just yells "Rock a bye, baby" after shooting someone in the head. She's awesome. She's a great enforcer. One night uh, when I was at my uh, other apartment. I was watching that movie, and they were hanging somebody off the bridge. Remember the opening yeah. scenes? And I could see my apartment in that movie. And I just moved to New York, so nice. I wasn't used to that kind of shit. Uh -huh. And I'm like, this is too weird. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to go first. Oh, shit. All right. I've never done that before. I've never said I want to go first. But since Fez doesn't know all these movies, I want to set a tone here. I'm going to... Right off the bat, save the king of New York. It's such a great character. And if somebody want, sells a fucking joint in Central Park, I want a piece of that. He's amazing. I want a taste. He ran shit. And he helped the poor for some fucking odd reason. Yeah, he was he was still wanting to be a gangster, but then he's also after he got, did all that time was like I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking turn things around too. Um, I am going to save Drexel. He's fantastic. It's between Nino Brown and uh, Scarface. And I would say this. I've never believed in the drug scenes in Scarface. <laughs> they are ridiculous. It's a giant pile of cocaine. 
Uh, I'm throwing Scarface out. Oh, Whoa. fuck. Tony Montana fucking drowns. Tony Montana drowns. Still, that guy's really great. Tony Montana drowns. Oh, that's really good. It's really, that's on point. All right, uh, we'll let you go next then since well, you do all okay. the impressions. My, uh, I hate to do this. I have to throw uh, Drexel Speavy out only because I haven't Whoa. seen True Romance. What? What the fuck? I'm sorry. And Guess what you're going to be doing tonight. Just watching True Romance. <laughs> yeah. You might change your mind, young man. Oh, all right. Well, I'll get back to you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I haven't seen it. Okay. You really haven't seen True Romance? I haven't seen True Romance. You know, there's this breast is up on that TV, and you've been clocking me instead of them. Oh. I don't know. Maybe you want to sit down here and eat my Chinese food. Don't give away the movie. <laughs> dodge, watch dodge the movie, that, you will get it. <laughs> okay. Dodge that. Let's say this uh, AK-47 is that fine pussy, and you are you. Wow. Drexel gone. Who or what is a Drexel? Um. Here's uh, Don Delaware. You're on the Run Fez show. Hey, buddies. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got to boot Drexel. If he's such a great drug dealer, why does he have to pimp as well? I think he does that for fun. Yeah, he's I mean, he's going to have a know? suitcase full of fucking uh, Coke. Athletes own restaurants, too, you know? Why not? Just be a Never mind. He's diversifying. Right. He's diversifying his portfolio. Let's just hit. This is what Liz Setsfire had to say. And by the way, we haven't heard from her in a long time. Uh-huh. So this even adds importance to it. She goes, Kokomo hasn't seen True Romance. That's why UCB Fred will always beat out Kokomo Jones. Well, I don't know UCB Fred, but... Shut up, Liz. That's what I got to say. Email me personally. Find me on OkCupid. Or not. Just talking crazy again. Yeah, no. All right. I don't know. I, you know, she's been around for both, but I also heard that she can't be trusted, and that her opinion is invalid. Oh, no. Oh no, she's always sharp. Maybe you're the one who can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. Seen true romance. It's crazy. Okay. I don't understand a human being that hasn't seen true romance. Well, that's gonna change tonight. I know babies that have seen Sparrow. it. And they fucking love it. Hicks, your turn. Okay. Safe number one, Nino Brown. He ran a very tight ship. He controlled the entire block. He, he bum rushed a Carter. Exactly, he bum rushed a Carter. And he had a can I just bring this up to you? It was a bad idea because you're never, you know what I mean? You're never going to get away with that. <laughs> he did start a crack factory in the Bronx. And what happened was going to happen. No matter what you blamed it on, sooner or later they were going to bust that place. All these guys fall. If you get all these guys, you know, they're fucking drug dealers. They ain't yeah, last there's not a lot of retired drug dealers. You're right about that. Not big drug dealers. Did some, they just busted some huge drug dealer in Canada, fucking like yesterday. Some guy was like supplying like the huge part of the United States with fucking weed. It's fucking nuts. The Canadian weed mm. is fucking gigantic right now. Yeah, and fantastic. Yeah, and, like he partied with Leonardo DiCaprio and shit. Is weird. The guy was just like a real baller. Nice. Nino Brown, safe. Frank White, the day he gets out of jail. Well, can I just say something? Nino Brown went to your college. Why don't you fucking admit that? Yeah, well, it's nice. It's a purchase alum. Now he's going to your future's fucking school. <laughs> no, I <hope> not. <laughs> <coughs> For me. 
Frank White, day gets out of prison, starts running the fucking coke game again. Starts running shit. Fucking just takes over New York. No problem. He's the man. Can I just tell you my only problem with the Frank White? Yeah. Is that he had that crazy 1970s slapping fucking handshake with the other guy. <laughs> he was jive. He was down with black people. It was people. a really fucking embarrassing handshake. It, <laughs> it was a Jimmy J.J. Walker type thing. It never should have been around in 91. It showed how, you know, he... You know who directed that film, right? Abel Farrar. One of the interviews that you hate. I love them. I was... That before. I thought you thought interview shows were just for jerk-offs. No. When celebrities go on just to fucking get people to feel sorry for them and make people appreciate... The, the Oprah thing is what fucking drives me nuts. It's mm. so transparent. Frank White, safe. Tony Montana or Drexel? Tony Montana fucked himself over big time. He should have just killed that fucking family in that goddamn car. He's, really? <laughs> he, he, has, you got he has out of that movie. He has morals at that point. <laughs> I just watched it over he the weekend. He never killed a kid the whole his whole life. I know, but he, he wasn't was, a kid killer. He killed dozens and dozens of other people. Not an innocent baby, though. He want he didn't want to do time, right? He didn't want to do those three years. His lawyer could have gotten three years. It would seem fine to me. The guy had enough money to be fine in prison. You don't want to go to prison? Kill the family. You don't kill the guy with the fucking bomb in his hand. So, you... No. Hold on. But then Drexel... I don't think he was on the same level as these other guys. Sure, he had a lot of coke. He had a giant fucking bag of coke. But he killed he those dudes fucking, to get it. He had a briefcase full of coke. He was moving a good yeah, amount right. of coke. He might not have been a straight-up drug dealer. He might have just killed some fucking dudes for the dope. <laughs> I think, mm -hmm. I, I think he, he shouldn't have made your list. You put this list together. Yeah. For Drexel's lack of organization and not being as big time as other guys, Drexel gets thrown into this fucking drink. Drexel, you're floating off my lifeboat. Uh, Grant, you're on the run of Fez show. Motherfucker, it was White Boy Day. It ain't White Boy Day, is it? That's what he's acting like. And I don't know. Maybe it is. Very charismatic. Might be the most charismatic of all these drug dealers, Drexel. The one I probably want to hang I out with I feel like the most. you put your own show into this contest. And no, not at all. Because guess what? The people are voting just like you. Oh, overwhelmingly. I, oh, I see Nino. You have put together... Oh, it's already changing since I clicked it up? Yeah. Yeah, Nino's any, leading right now. How could anyone have a problem with Nino Brown? I don't get that. Cash money, brothers. Frank White is fucking staying strong, though. Fucking yeah. Christopher Walken from Astoria. You got to be connected to everything. I have no connection to Gary Oldman <laughs> Al Pacino. You, you I deserve in, one. I was in an elevator with Al Pacino once. Re uh, nice, really? Dude. Yeah. Stunk. Um, Rob, you're on the run of Fest show. We lost you. Who was drinking? You or him? Him. And what, where, where? I was sober. It was a. Uh, it was over in like actually like three blocks west of here. What were you doing in there? I knew someone who lived in one of those um, like the artist buildings or whatever. There's like a few buildings over on the on like Ninth Avenue that are just high rises that are like low income housing for artists. Is it like the light blue one? Might be. It's right, right on Fifty Seventh. No, it's only 49th. Okay. What was he doing there? I don't know. He was visiting. Hey, someone. do me a favor. 
Hit that for me, would you? Sure, Mr. Pacino. I'm going to the 37th floor penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. No problem. Don't tell everybody I've been drinking. <laughs> I don't have to fucking tell anyone. You, you smell it on you. He'd be like, like, you guys need bad people like me. So you point the <laughs> finger at me. Like, Al Pacino, what are you doing? It's a great monologue, though. You're really good. Sucking. Fucking. <laughs> Can't even have a baby with her. He's just yelling that. Well, he couldn't. He wanted to have a kid. I know. She wasn't. Her womb was polluted. Oh, don't ruin the movie. Your Spoiler. God's an absentee landlord. What a great role. <laughs> Attica. Attica. He doesn't even have a fucking bed in his place. He just had to stay up all night because he was the devil. Hey, the devil wants to sleep. He's just a giant fucking. Uh... I didn't sleep last night. Maybe I'm the fucking devil. Oh, Is that shit. what you're saying? No. Are you a lawyer too? Yeah. I'm trying to get off the chicken man downtown. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow I guess the guy just does some fucking Santeria and then, and then the defense attorney doesn't talk. So that gets him off. Doesn't make any sense. It does make sense. Let's just say the devil made him do it. It's great. Rock-a-bye, baby. That was the fucking best thing. Wild Wild West. <laughs> what? You're in the Prongs. <laughs> they were, by the way, when you go back and watch that, they were so fucking 80s closed up. They looked like kid and play the whole time. It was awesome. Just those bright 80s colors. I loved it, man. Never turn that off. The fucking ice teas at the end. Just I want to shoot you so bad my dick is hard. <laughs> it's amazing. And then he just found out that Nito killed his mom out of nowhere. I mean, talking about no. a fucking coincidence. <laughs> Come on. What are the odds, Ice-T? And then Bender suddenly is this weird white cop <laughs> who shot a smiley face in something. Yeah, he's also <laughs> jive, too. He's down. What movies did you miss, Fez? Um, I haven't seen The King of New York. I don't even know what the fucking what? Abel Ferrer does the show. I haven't seen Scarface. Whoa. You never saw Scarface? No. Wow. Uh, New Jack I saw like a million years ago. And I don't think I've seen True Romance all the way through. Why not? I don't know. I just haven't. Something would come up, I guess. I just never. Or picked it up in the middle or something. That's weird. He's not that far into the movie, though. Either. No, but he doesn't know. Nito Brown still fucking leading. Well, whoever you throw out is going to be a good one. Yeah. Who's in second place? Drexel. Looks like it's starting to be white boy day. Gary Oldman is the greatest fucking actor. He's really fun and just fucking. You know, I can never turn off that Tinker Taylor thing. I've seen it. And it drives me nuts. It's such a slow moving. Weird movie, but it's like a great movie to fall asleep to. And like, I'm always watching it. I'm like, oh, God, I'm trying to stay awake. It's a spy movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. You seen it, Joe? I've seen the previews extensively. He sees a lot of previews. Nice. <laughs> I've previewed previews before. Solid. Many times. Well, that's cool. Please turn off the Rock the Boat song. It starts to be crazy after a while. Like fucking lunacy. We're all going crazy Just, today. Yeah, I know. Maybe we ought to take tomorrow off. 
I'll just try to fucking reboot. <laughs> How come I'm not sleeping, dude? Do you fall asleep after the show? Do you ever, do you take a nap? Now I don't even know. Whoa. That's bad. Now I don't even know what I've done and what I haven't done. <laughs> just gone past that. <laughs> but a bed just looks like a like a bob wire to me right now. It just looks like it would hurt to lay down. Um Nate, you're on the run of fish show. Hey Ron, uh Tony's definitely getting wet because that after that fucker killed Frank Lopez, he left the whole little leg team, those the little Lopez are gemless. That's fucked up. Fuck yeah. him. Yeah, they're they're strong that year. Tony, don't kill me. Look. Maybe I have my catcher killed. Lopez is my favorite. Did he have like a? Was he Jewish? Did he have like, he had like a big Jewish chain on? You fucking racist! I'm not being racist. All right. He was a Cuban. He all right. Hold on. Maybe he was a Jubin and Jewish Cuban. I didn't know that they had those. Well, they do now. It's the thing. Look, he had like the the Jewish fucking chain around his neck. Look right there. That's not Cuban. That's a Jewish fucking sign. My, it looks like the pie symbol. It, exactly, yeah, the pie symbol. It's, it's like a Hebrew character. Or maybe a small Stonehenge. That too, yes. So I think he was Jewish. I don't think he was Cuban. Even though it was Frank Lopez. I always confused me. And really, Manolo was the fucking weak link there. Fucking asshole. Fucking in the, with Seidelbaum. The guy didn't want to cover cop. Manolo didn't know shit about fucking dealing coke. He was just some fucking pretty boy trying to bang as many broads as he could. He was just friends with Tony for some reason. I guess he helped him kill the other guy in that fucking He was the fucking right-hand man. Yeah, he was there from the beginning. Oh, he was a security guy, right? Yeah, he was a security guy. What are you talking about? You're like Fez. You only see pieces of movies. Then you make I've seen the whole thing, but still, he got... Why don't you be the, the piece of movie critic? <laughs> no, I've seen it multiple times. But Manolo fucked it. And he fucked his sister. Frankie, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, this isn't what I called about, but Frank won that because he was down with all the Jews in Florida. Uh, uh, I was going to ask you about uh, uh, Gary Oldman. Huge fan of his career, too. But ever since Sid and Nancy. Where did that fall in his career? Was that one of his first movies? Was that yeah, it was very early on. It was like early 80s. Huge fan ever since. He was awesome in that movie. Yeah, it's one of those movies, like, it's not a great movie, but it's, he he nailed the character down. Nailed that, it. I can't even remember what Johnny Rotten, I mean, uh, Sid Vicious looks like. I picture Gary Oldman. That's weird. <laughs> and, yeah, it's a little odd. All right, peace. I can't remember Gary Oldman. I just picture Sid Vicious. So we have a similar problem. I think it's Sid Vicious the wrestler. Psycho <laughs> Sid. Yeah. And his son, who was on Big Brother. Really? Yeah. That was last year, which we talked about every day on this show. Thanks, Sleepy. At least I know why uh, Frank wore that fucking chain. He was just down with the Jews. Good for him. There's so much you need to know. Well, I, it always confused me as to why he wore that thing, since he was supposed to be a Cuban drug dealer. Fucking Tony put an end to that. Yeah, he did. He never crossed him. He crossed him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he fucking went to Sosa, fucking making deals on the side. He was honest. Mm, 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 mm. 
Whatever happened to his sister Gina, really? Remember, she was, like, hot for a little while. She did some movies, and then you never see her again. She was great at the end when she was like, fuck me, Tony. Fuck me, Tony. <laughs> this is what you want, right? That was craziness. It's fucking hot. <laughs> that just came out of fucking nowhere. They're like, what? Hey, easy. <laughs> this is our buddy Ken Shane. Yeah, Ken, you're on the air. How you doing, buddy? Good. I met the guy who played uh, Manolo once, um, and he tried to fuck my girlfriend. So, Hicks, maybe you're on to something. <laughs> Did you let him? Uh, no. No, she didn't even How know about where Omar? He was. <laughs> How about that piece of shit, Omar? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Ken Shane. We're all confused with who we put up today. <laughs> it's like... Well, yeah, she was in The Abyss and uh, the fucking Robin Hood movie and Color of Money. Yeah, she was in Color of Money. She hasn't done much since. The Abyss is a strange movie, man. Oh, she's in a uh, the TV show Grimm. Oh. Oh, yeah, she is. She just started. She didn't start from the beginning, though. Good for her. Still fucking rocking it. She should fucking try to fuck her brother in that TV show, too. Stop it. It's a great part. Sometimes I think you get disgusting. Really? And this is why Dana and I have such trouble with you. You're on Dana's side. <laughs> I've always been on Dana's side. Fuck me. Well, I'm on her side for the weird, you know, sexual harassment. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, I, I obviously can't go, you know, against her on that. It's the personal beef. So. Well, not when you're called in to testify. Oh, no. You, get, you testify here? At HR, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's considered testifying. <laughs> Court of corporate law. Fuck that. It's fucking cold in here or I'm starting to die from lack of sleep? We don't have to do anything after the show today, do we? No. Good. No, we do not. I'm going to be out of here. Audi? We have that guest tomorrow? Not sure yet. I'll know after the show. For sure. Why not? As of right now... It was edgy? Yeah. I'll, I'll know for sure after the show. Maybe even before. Uh, Dave, you're on my face. Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, hey, Pepper. Um, yeah, there's a lot of Cuban Jews, man. There's a lot of them. Oh, so um, yeah, you see them all over Miami... Uh, Texas, everywhere. I mean, they're they're, they're everywhere. Um, and also, I mean, I want to let y'all know, man, how could y'all kick off Tony, man? Tony's the man. Tony stays, even though he wanted to fuck his sister. But uh, but he stays. Uh, no, he I gets thrown off. Didn't just think, but it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I'd kick him out before Omar. <laughs> or. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> honey, Ah, fuck Omar. Why? You got a fucking Cuban necktie. This shit sucks. That poor bastard. I felt, I felt bad for him, I felt really bad for him. Yeah, he got what he deserved. He was a stoolie. You don't know if he was really a fucking stoolie. Sosa could just be a crazy paranoid coke dealer. Oh, that guy's an asshole. He set him up from the beginning with the, with the Indians at the Sunray Motel. He got what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If those guys would just use a gun instead of... Trying to fucking salt people's heads off, they would have been fine. Well, they're trying to yeah. fucking. 
Here's what I never yeah. understood. Did Richard Belzer get killed or not? When, all, when they were shooting up the club. Dude, just the guy in that crazy suit got killed. Because Belzer was just fucking like, here you go. Like, First just... of all, Belzer's up there doing straight stand-up. Then he brings up a guy just wearing a fake head doing a funny dance. I'm like, if I was sitting there, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? And at the same time, it's a fucking jumping dance club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is going on All in those jumping dance clubs. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna everyone off the dance floor. Belzer's gonna do a gonna work the crowd and then bring up a fucking human puppet that's going to dance. And you, that guy killed you. Fucking was great. He did better than Belzer. <laughs> Belzer's up there. Lucy, I home. Like all they can get is Cuban references. So there's a bunch of coked up fucking Cubans. Well, you know the funny thing is when you're coked up, you're never in the mood for stand up at all. Miami's so fucking nuts. Here's this fucking guy in this weird suit dancing. <laughs> it doesn't make a... No. Look at the people. Everyone's They're clapping. fucking actually clapping. Oh, I can't yeah, believe they did this really bit. Well. Yeah. Exchanging glances, wondering in the night. And these guys just walk into the place with Uzis with no problem. He wears the same pants as Chris Christie. <laughs> Look now, more. he's on his second crazy <laughs> song to dance to, dance, dance, dance. and people are loving him. Yeah. Worst club ever. This scene is really weird though, because like it's surrounded by mirrors, and you never see any cameras in the mirrors. I don't know how they shoot this. Now he's going out to dance with people in the crowd like he's a fucking stripper. <laughs> but he's just a weird giant head. I always <laughs> had the feeling that Belzer was in there. <laughs> <laughs> if he is, then he's fucking dead. <laughs> the guy gets lit up. He must really not Look, like, lights. where's the cameras during those shots? It's staring into the fucking camera. Uh, Glass. Fucking Tony's all fucking drunk. They know what the fuck's happening. Uh, Rick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, million and a half, Ronnie, million and a half. Thanks. Uh, uh, underrated movie that Gary Oldman did, I always loved, was Romeo is Bleeding. It ain't fucking uh, underrated in this room. I love that movie, too. And that God. crazy fucking hot chick with her arm cut off. Oh, yeah, and he's like, she's choking him in the back of her car, and she's, like, bleeding to death. She's so what fucking crazy, sexy. That is a crazy chick. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking crazy pussy. Yeah, that, ooh, that was a great movie. I don't really see it replayed anymore, and it's really sad. It's hard to find on DVD as well. Well, there, yeah. Lena Olin. Yeah, Lena Olin is nuts, man. Just fucking hard as nails. That's a great fucking movie. Uh, we're going to do a add it to your queue of small movies like that. Like, that would be a perfect one. Romeo is Bleeding is a perfect one because you guys haven't even heard of it, right? Heard of it and haven't seen it. I heard it a few seconds ago. Yeah, because you guys are too busy watching The Wonders and Almost Famous, which they, for some reason, run on fucking cable <laughs> constantly. 
Yeah, and sometimes I look at a thing, I'm like, there's so many movies. Why are they playing the wonders again? It's like pro, like TV cable programmers get stuck in a yeah. rut. Call the O'Neaters. Mars Attacks is in heavy rotation on cable right now. I got no problem with that one, really? my friend. <laughs> I'm fucking serious. That thing that Jack Nicholson does in that movie, yeah. where he's like, no matter what happens, people want to roll them bones. I think it's one of the funniest fucking weirdest characters I've ever seen in a movie. It was a whacked out movie. Uh, but Mars Attacks hadn't been on for years. Almost Famous is always on. Yeah. It's just been on for like 17 years now. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. But Don't there's lots of different I love ones. it. I love it. I was just like saying, I own all these cable channels. Let's give me a couple more. Damn, there's no old school fucking movie channels. What's that even mean, old school? I'd say maybe not old school, but obscure movies where it's not just the same ones. Like fucking TBS just plays Shawshank Redemption. That's just that. They're, that's their yeah. Thing I've seen Starship Troopers on FX too many times. There's no, that's not such thing. You can always watch Starship Troopers. That's true. What? I said that's true. Why are you always agreeing? As soon as you, somebody disagrees with <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I don't know, you know, I, that's that's right. You are his as Fez, where he can't even get you to debate him even for a second. Okay. Well, let's try to debate on something. Yeah, go ahead. Great, pro or con? Uh, con. <laughs> pro. Bell con. <laughs> You're wrong. See? Now you look like an asshole. You're right. I do look like an asshole. <laughs> um, that's what he always jumps back into that. You, I know. I am. <laughs> uh, Matt, you're on the Run Fest show. Yes. Uh, do you guys talk about the movie Empire for drug dealers in a lifeboat? No, I don't and, know why uh, you didn't Victor put that. That's something Chris will never fucking put up for some reason. That's a good did, movie, man. Didn't John make Lewis it. plays that. Unfortunately, Chris did this. Unfortunately, it's a good lifeboat. Is it? A horrible yeah. lifeboat. You're a horrible <laughs> lifeboat. You voted off every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to fucking Davy Jones' locker, motherfucker. Right? That's you, the thing? you are seriously an English cigarette. <laughs> that was the most English cigarette thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> You're voted off. Never. All right, this is added to your Q3. These are some smaller movies. Uh, that are great pictures, but they didn't make the same kind of splash. Uh, if you like to add, go over to the iBang and throw some up, and maybe some of those will make it up the next time. Now, the first one I'm going to bring up to you, Chris, I tried to bring up to you yesterday, The Limey. You've never seen this. Uh, Terrence Stamp and Peter Fonda. And the weird thing in that movie is that they actually like have flashbacks of young Terrence Stamp. They must they must be taking it from another movie. Oh shit. From the sixties. That's great. But there is such a um craziness in that film because you've got this like real hardcore um British kind of uh guy and then this real laid back California guy. That sounds fucking good. You never really get it that way. Uh, number one up there today is the nineteen seventy five rollerball. Hell yeah. A sci fi movie that isn't really just about 
um, CGI or effects. It's just like about society changing and the weirdness of it. And the strange thing is, it's about like corporations taking over and then making everybody focus on this ultraviolet sport so that they're looking at that instead of what's happening around them. And people just eating pills like it's going out of like regular older people eating pills, not just like fucking long hairs. This thing could be called 2013. If you look at it, it might be the truest sci-fi movie we've ever had. Now, that is the 1975 Rollerball, not the later Rollerball. The Freddie Prince Jr. L. Cool J. It is not Freddie Prince Jr. It's um, the guy from Election. Chris Klein. Klein. Thank you, Fez. Thank you. Um, So... That's locked down. Uh, next one is In the Company of Men, the Neil LeBoot movie. Have you guys seen that? I haven't seen it. No. Let me give you this. Two dudes, they work in this fucking kind of nondescript corporation, and they're on the road. And they're like doing their regular women are bitches, women are whores, right? And they go, we should fucking really hurt a woman. And they decide that they're both going to seduce this deaf girl who works with them. Oh, shit. And then just fuck her over. And it is the darkest, fucking weirdest movie. And I do think, at least for me, it was uh, the first time I ever saw Aaron Eckhart. And I never get over that that's really Aaron Eckhart. I, I could never trust Aaron Eckhart no matter what happened in life. Um, if you'd like to get in on this, it's over on the uh, iBang. Then um, we put up, because not everyone knows this one, but the 1988 hairspray. Not the shitty hairspray with John Travolta on it. Mm-mm. The John Waters directed Divine starring Hairspray. Love Divine. And one of the great things about that is the soundtrack is fucking amazing. Real early R&B. Doo-wop type shit. Even kind of pre-doo-wop. John Waters is the man. If you get in on some of this, is there a small movie that you love that not everybody else is into? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's some of the movies we have for Add It to uh, Your Queue. Three, Add It to Your Queue. Three, um, The Limey came up. Uh, Rollerball, In the Company of Men. And hairspray. Um, next, a musical, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. You guys see, saw this one? Yes. How about you? No. Oh man. What do you do? How have you raised him? Badly, I mean, like yeah. an absentee fucking father. Like yeah. an absentee landlord. <laughs> 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 Fuck man. <laughs> 
from that thing from a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Remember? A <laughs> uh, great soundtrack to this. All original songs. And um, really, really strange. And I consider uh, that music that I think it really would have been fucking glam hits. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. By the way, all these are just about uh, available on Amazon Instant uh, Q. Hell yeah. Give it up, Wang Yi! Give it up, Wang. You know, I'd like to take it down a little right now. What do you say, girls, huh? This is actually the first song I've ever written. And it's written for a guy to sing. Now, I know a lot of you guys out there tonight. A lot better than some of you would care to admit. And I know that a few of you kick some karaoke ass. So. If you're looking for your big... Breakout single. Oh, you might want to put a bid on this one tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because we are talking to Phil Collins's people, right? But then again, aren't we all? You know the sun is in your eyes. So basically, this she's a, a transgender. Mm-hmm. She was a man, had a Eastern European operation that was oh. kind of botched, uh-huh. that just left her with like a little nub, just an angry inch. So she's not exactly woman or male. I see. She is what we call, she's been kokomoed. Oh, is that, that's the term, really? Yeah, that's well, the, that is the uh, term. Um, Matt, you're on the run of Fez show. What's the rumpus, Ronnie? What's the rumpus, my friend? I'm, uh, I've been obsessed with uh, Running on Empty. It's just a small film, uh, River Phoenix, Judd Hirsch. I don't know really how to describe the plot. Well, basically, Judd Hirsch is like a weatherman from, like, the 60s where he's on the run, and he raises his kid, uh, under, you know, a fake name. So he's on the run from the FBI, and it's a real fucking uh, heartbreaker. Who plays the mom in that, Chris? It's um Martha Plimpton. No, Martha Plimpton was a Jesus little girl then. She's the girlfriend. <laughs> oh, Chris, uh, Christine Lottie. Oh, is that right off the top of your head, dude? <laughs> That's why I yelled out Martha Plimpton like a fucking idiot. Back in the 80s, she would have been about 13. Child bride. No, it's a great movie, dude. It's a yeah. great movie. Uh, River Phoenix was fantastic. And if River Phoenix would have lived, he would have gotten every role that Leo DiCaprio got in his life. It's like when he died, he opened it up for Leo DiCaprio. I hope Leo fucking carries a picture of him in his wallet. I hope you carry a picture of Martha Blimpton <laughs> in your wallet so you, she can, you can realize that is... Uh, Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, um... Something wicked this way comes with Jason Robards in it. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I remember reading that when I was a kid. It's a Ray Bradbury book. Um, yeah, the movie was good. Okay. I'm glad uh, you liked it. But there's the guy, there's that, the evil ma- magician that's making the kid's heartbeat slow down yeah. as he hears him as he walks through the library. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Uh, Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Um, that movie, Bully, with Chris Pitt from uh, Boardwalk Empire, every time that movie's on, I will watch it, no matter what i got to do the next day. But everybody I talk to about it, nobody, most people don't even know what the fuck that movie is. I used to live right near where that movie was shot and oh, yeah. where it all went down, yeah. Um, that movie's a tough fucking watch, dude. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy to watch it all go down, how fucking... Dumb they are, those fucking. Martin from Toronto brings up Killing Zoe, which I haven't seen in years, and I used to dig the uh, shit out of that. Liz thing brings up Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. G Baby actually signed up to put up uh, Spider Man, Superman, Avengers, Green Lantern, <laughs> Spider Man 2, but... Super Man 2, Batman, Batman Returns, <laughs> Battleship, Spider Man 2, Iron Man, <laughs> Thor, Green Hornet, Hulk, <laughs> Ishtar. <laughs> That's so crazy. Can't list. wait for Hungry Hungry Hippos to come out. It's so that can be added to the list. That's going to be good. Bobby, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, retro big-ass card holder. Hey, I'm, I'm an old Don Johnson fan. Uh, back in the early 70s, Boy and His Dog was like... Wow, that's a weird uh, one, man. Apocalyptic. Yeah. You yeah. could communicate with the dog without talking. It would find him food and pussy. Yeah, that was like... Years before he became famous, Don Johnson. Yeah, and I like him in the Kenny Powers thing, too, when it was his father. You just are <laughs> crazy about fucking Don Johnson. Uh, George, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I was, uh, Buffalo 66, 1998, Vincent Gallo, Christina Ricci. Yeah, that's one fucking weird movie. And the Vincent Gallo is just out of his fucking mind. He man. is so fucking nuts. Um, he was also in this fucking other movie. I think it was called Freeway Two, with um, Nick Freeway Two: Confessions of a Trick Baby with Natasha Lyonne. It was like a retelling of like Hansel and Gretel, and he plays like a fucking the tranny witch. He's like a tranny killing kids in Mexico, and he's supposed to be like the witch, cannibalizing children. And Wait, you did that come out? That was uh, ninety nine. I saw it once at like three in the morning on fucking. Um, on HBO, and it just—it's so fucking crazy. It's—it doesn't fucking make any sense. But I, I watch it when it comes on because it's just—it's really intense to fucking watch. Is your favorite thing in it Martha Plimpton? No, Natasha Lyonne actually <laughs> is my favorite part. She's the mom. Remember when you fucked up about that? Though? I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fuzzy, give us a small movie. Uh, this is a newer one, uh, Sassy Pants. It's, um, I'm trying to think of who's in it. All I know is, the only people I know in it is Haley Joel Osment, uh, the Sixth Sense Kid, and then one of the guys that was on the Drew Carey show. And it's And it's just a, it's a coming, a little coming of age movie about a little girl who's just being smothered by her mother, and she goes off to, uh, live with her, uh, estranged father and his boyfriend. Uh, here's some of the ones that come up. Kicking and Screaming. I love that one, too. Uh, Jesus' Son. Bigger as a book. Here's Jack in Boston. You're on the Run of Fest show. 
Yeah, Ronnie, um, Southern Comfort. It was Keith Carradine yeah. and Powers Booth, like 1980. Yeah, they kind of uh, did Louisiana as Vietnam. Like, these guys were in National Guard. Uh, and when they were, like, doing their stuff down in Louisiana, these fucking Creoles started attacking them. And they're basically like, it's almost like you were in Nam. Like, it looks the same, and you don't know where these guys are. Here's the swamp, yeah. right? Yeah. These swamp people. Yeah. Who know the terrain really, really well. Uh, up on our uh, queue right now is one of my favorite films of all time. It was released first as Cutter and Bone. Uh, then they called it Cutter's Way. Um, have any of you guys seen this one? Uh, I This might be the last DVD I've ever bought, but I own this on DVD. Yeah, It is fucking great. Uh, fucking Cutter. Is just uh, John, John Hurd. John Hurd is one of my favorite actors of all time. It's just the whacked out, fucked up Vietnam vet. Just it's it's, it's a great movie, just all around. Just it's a great story. Yeah, and, he kills it. Yeah. And uh, the when I was out in Santa Barbara, the whole time it looks like you're in that movie, and I kept going like this all the time. Hey, Bone, you want to mug a horse? You want to mug a Palomino? And everyone in the crowd in the town didn't know what I was doing because they're fucking idiots. They're fucking. They were getting. They were getting a one entertainment. They could have been enjoying it instead of turning on me. Um. Here's uh, Patty, in New Jersey. Hi, Ronnie. Uh, local hero. I love that movie. Oh, it made me want to go to Scotland, and I did. You went to Scotland over it. Yeah. But I still got to see the Aurora Borealis. I haven't seen that yet. Well, you got to go the right time of the year. Yeah. All right, sweet. I love the movie anyway. I love yeah. Peter Riegert in that. Yeah, Peter Riegert is amazing. One time we were over at 57th Street, I looked up, and Peter Riegert was uh, in the building, right? So who, the person that he was with, and this is when we just started next time. I'm like, fuck, is that Peter Riegert? So he comes over. He was in Animal House and shit. Yeah. And we talked about his career for a long time. Everyone's like, how did you know so much about Peter Riegert? And I'm like, didn't everyone? <laughs> and I actually said to him, I go, you know, Tom Hanks fucking ripped you off, right, dude? <laughs> you were Tom Hanks before Tom Hanks was. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. He wouldn't be that way. All right. Peace. Thanks. What about for you? You got one for us? Yeah, this uh, movie that I haven't seen in a while, but it came out in 1966, and it's called The Incident. And it's uh, 1967, and it's about these two teenagers who take a hostage to the subway car, and they won't let anybody leave. And uh, it's like t- Who's intense. in it? I don't know who's in it, because I saw it on cable like once, and I was Look just up, reminded Bruce. of it anybody right now. Know? Bob Bridges. Bo Bridges is Jeff Bridges' it. brother. But he gets, like, pretty intense. And Ed McMahon. Good. Donna Mills. Martin Sheen. Wow, that's a good... <laughs> <laughs> Martin Sheen. <laughs> Those ain't sassy pants. Yeah. You're on to something now. Uh, what about for you, Hicks? There was a small uh, film, uh, that uh, uh, time travel fucking film, that came out in 2004, maybe? Hold on. I'll check it. What do we do? Hot Tub Time Machine. No, it's not uh, Hot Tub yeah, Time Machine. You know what? I'll just I'll go and check with people while you're 
looking up on IMDb and just trying to look up whatever you want to see from 2004. <laughs> no. Here's Brandon Charlotte. You're on Running Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? I uh, um, I love the movie Where the Buffalo Roam. It doesn't get a lot of play, but it's a good one. You know what? Murray. I caught it in the middle of the night this week. Bill Murray playing Hunter Thompson. You can't beat it. No, it's really fucking funny. I mean, it was very cheaply done, so it doesn't have the same look as the other one. But Murray's just break your face fucking funny. And and the gonzo journalism, him and his buddy. I don't know who that guy is, but he's hilarious. That's uh, Peter Boyle. He played the dad on Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> he's young then. Yeah, he was younger. Primer's the film. I can't believe I forgot the name. Primer. It's a, It was a small... Time travel filming for like $7,000. Cody, you're on the run of Fest show. Which, what movie you got? Primer. Yeah, he just stole my thunder. It was Oh, Primer. Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> yeah, done in black and white. You're, you're the primer for this call. It's all like uh, about um, pie and all that shit. And there's Hasidic Jews in it. No, it's, that's pie. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, this is the one that they, uh, there would just be these slight changes, right? Yeah, and uh, it's it, is, it was made for like seven thousand dollars, and the guy, the guy, director wasn't a director or or a writer. He was just an engineer working in Texas, and it's, train engineer. No, like an engineer, like I don't know, fucking computer boards or something. I'm not sure what engineers do. That aren't train engineers. Like the train engineer seems pretty straightforward, but then other engineers they could be doing anything. <laughs> I really don't know. It's, like, it, it, it's, it's true. It's, <laughs> it's really fucking true. <laughs> But it's, it won a bunch of awards. It's, it, it, there's no budget, and you totally believe it's, it's a science fiction fucking full-on time travel film. And it's requires. I tried to watch it once. I couldn't do it. It requires multiple viewings. I didn't understand what was happening. I, w- I wouldn't even give him one viewing. Oh, no, come on. You got to go all the way through. Nick, you only get one. What you got, buddy? Oh, hey, uh... Uh, the one that I always loved, though, though, was Blue Collar. That one was Richard Pryor and Harvey Keitel. Yeah, that was, uh, like, mid-'70s. Nice union film. Oh, yeah. Interesting little movie. Good call. Oh, yeah. Um, Scott, you're on the Run Fest show. Uh, speaking of Vince Gallo, uh, Palookaville, particularly the scene where he's, him and his buddies are in the car, and they see his brother, and they duck down, so his cops see the car driving by with no occupants in it. What is Vince, uh, what's Vince Gallo done lately? I saw like an ad campaign for him for like doing fashion stuff, but as a film, he also was selling his jizz, his famous jizz. <laughs> Not even really? you. yeah, that you can impregnate yourself. He was had a small role in Two Days in New York, the uh, Chris Rock film, mm. and he's got something coming out called Lucy's. Uh, Kendall, you're on the Run Fest show. Uh, Ron, I I always enjoyed it, and I know most of the films we're talking about are dark, but I always like Pleasantville. I don't ever see it on TV. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I think if they would have taken the weird clicker thing out and just act like mm. this is something that happens instead of having that genie angle, uh, mm. I think it's just genius. Yeah, beautiful film. And I can't, yeah, and I can't stand that one little weird thing that they try to tie it together with. You I know, it. it's like that's. Um, you, you ever see the invention of lying yeah. with Gervais? Mm-hmm. I think the beautiful thing about that is he didn't try to explain it. It's just like, here's what the world is like. This is your no universe. one fucking lies. That's what I wish they would have done with this film. Not, oh, something happened magically and now no one can lie. They just were afraid. Boom. They were afraid to go full fledged. They were afraid to go full retard. Sometimes full retard is needed. 
I always believe it is. <laughs> Don't half-ass your tartness. Mm. We had a break again? Yeah. Why you make me break so much, dude? Just twice. Just twice. Sometimes I'm going to just call you break into electric boogaloo. That could be my fucking nickname. It's kind of a cool nickname. <laughs> call him breaking bad, too. Or breaking good. Or breaking okay. God, you still stayed weird out there, huh? Nah, no. Yeah. Did you get laid in Minnesota? Yeah. With some Norwegian girl? Uh, yeah. Or a guy? No. Or both? Bi? No. Bisexual? No, it wasn't any of that. It wasn't that motion either. <laughs> hey, did you ever watch that Brett Easton Ellis fucking weird film? I think it's like Intruders or Informers or something. Was it with Mickey Rourke? It yeah. came out right after the wrestler. Yeah, I saw it. Ugh. That's on cable sometimes. There's some I've never really seen it on cable. Wow, yeah. There's some really weird fucking scenes in that movie. Yeah, I saw uh this movie called Less Than Zero based off one of his books. Tell me you're joking. No, well no. That was a gigantic hit. Well, I know that, but like that's like one of my kind dated now. Well, the book or the movie? No, the the book's great. The movie is well. Like, out of all those people that made the '80s like books, um, like Bright Lights, Big City by McInerney, that uh-huh. fucking movie looks just like any '80s film. That was yeah. like, I have and same with Less Than Zero. There's nothing. It's just like it just seemed like it was a cool movie at that time. I thought when I watched it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess because you know Robert Downey Jr. was smoking crack. I can't wait for the candles. This wasn't in the movie. You didn't realize that, right? The theme of the movie was done by the Bengals. He always names a lot of his books after Elvis Costello thing. Like he did a book called Imperial Bedrooms. He was a guest of ours, and you, I guess, paid no attention at all to everything that we talked oh, about. Man, when he came in. You didn't get enough sleep lately, dude. We had um, Small Talk was our intern. And he, we had some books for fucking Ellis to sign. And he was just leafing through fucking uh, less than zeros. Like, this guy's pretty good. And then he goes and fucking meets fucking Ellis. He's like, it's a pretty good book. Who's Small Talk? Small Talk was the uh, blonde-haired kid who saves from Australia. Forget that word, kid. He's the one whose friend had died? Yeah, supposedly. You never believe the thing they said. I don't know. He was a strange character. I wouldn't give him any mic time. He also said that um, he would go hunting in Australia and just kill, just hunt kangaroos with a shotgun in the back of a pickup truck. He also said Pips tried to blow him. Oh, oh. my God. Pips. I mean, fucking boys, girls. Is anyone safe in that fucking room with you? <laughs> oh, I call him a small talk because he always tried to talk to me after the show when I was tired. Story breaks. He'd be like, hey, got any plans this weekend? He'd be like, what? Just fucking did four hours of radio. And then after he left, they found like he was like fucking a bunch of the other interns, but then apparently he lied about it. And there was all this drama going on, and I had no idea about it. It was a fucking weird like scene. Like interns we don't know, like from yeah. other shows. Yeah. Well, he good would... for him. Good for small. <laughs> no, but he was lying about it, apparently. Who did he lie to? The other interns? I don't know. I didn't know about any of this was going on. It seems like you still don't even understand the story. It was weird. How could he lie about somebody about having sex with them? He lied. No, 
He was also the other intern was like new girl. New girl was our other intern at the time, the blonde girl. And apparently, he was, he was he told her that he was fucking her friend when he never did. So why did you say he was having sex with all these other interns? Well, I thought that's why I, I thought he was, but then apparently he was lying about it. After the fact, it was a fucking clusterfuck. What are you, one of the fucking kids? I, no, I don't know. I, I, I get told all this. I'm like, what happened? So then Tammy said that. Brian said that. <laughs> I know. Jason said. New girl said the small talk. <laughs> who gives a shit? <laughs> who boned who? He was a liar. So he probably, that's what he calls right, Hold on. To. I got to go to shop class. I'll be right back after. <laughs> right, I'll see you back at home yeah. tomorrow. No, meet me at second lunch and hold me a table. You know what? Get me a juice in case I'm there late. I'm not going to be in fourth period, guys. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> At the doctor's party. We're right back. Fez, what do you want to talk about when we got we gotta get you on the stick? Sassy pants part two? Uh well they again they think they may have found Jimmy Hoffa. Alright. We'll be right back to the Fez show. You got a phone. Oh, you're all alone. Man, you're stone. Time. 
looks uh, like everybody wants to be Bowie, don't they, Kurt? Why is dead? Yeah, he left like a Belgium. Like one of Fez's Belgium heroes. All right. It's the Ron Fez Show on a Tuesday. Uh, Jerry, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Yeah, hey, I, uh, I was in England about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And not only cigarettes or fags, but I was in the supermarket and they had a, a bag of faggots, which are meatballs. I had no idea that. Why fags... don't you get an original thought, Jerry? Let's Why do... don't you pick an original thought instead but of hearing... It's, it's true. I'm, I'm just telling the truth. Oh, right? of course it's true. It is. There was a bag of faggots. Look at that, Fez. Six F's in gravy. Farm foods. Yes, we get it. The English use the word a lot. We don't we know anything about this. This is, this is something new, right? Really this is bad. No, this it's is the new. same old bit. It's not. We've no. never been with meatballs, Fez. Four F's in a rich West country sauce. That okay, I just want to let you guys Brains. know I saw that. Wow. Who the fuck would buy food for Mr. Brains? Jimmy <laughs> Dean, sure. Mr. Brains? No. Mr. Brains. What a creep. Four pork caps. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to? <laughs> or por- or pork four. Oh, no. I never heard of it. And brains is what some guys call balls. Yep. Like their brains are hanging. <laughs> you ask for... <laughs> You asked for it now with more sauce. Oh, Fez! Come on, you got to see the the silliness in this packaging. I see the joy in your face of being able to promote it. I'm not promoting anything. <laughs> I didn't know anything about this. Uh, I've been talking lately, ever since we got into the violence stuff with uh, <coughs> different people, and uh, I got into some stuff with David Duchovny, and brought up the fact that people would watch <coughs> a lot of violent shows with their kids, but wouldn't watch Californication with their kids. And I, a lot of people might think that before they have kids, but trust me, after, no, you won't. You would much rather watch a murder movie with your kids. You will feel more com- You'll feel more comfortable than if you saw a murder movie than a doggy-style movie. And I'm not even talking about a porn. Yeah. I'm just talking about sex scenes in movies. <laughs> it's more comfortable. Uh, you, uh, I, uh, it's the same way with your parents. But anyway, this is Dave Duchovny, who's on Californication, had to say about it. To sit down and watch a film that has sex in it, I think we still, as an audience, will will cringe. I mean, I, I certainly do. You know, I remember uh, uh, going to see Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and I... Yeah. I heard it was a funny movie, and I, I happened to be hanging out with my mother that day, and, right. I, and I said, you know, come come to this movie, and I, I think I wanted to share, like, my culture with her, right. you know, and I remember sitting next to her and just, like, feeling horrible, <laughs> you know, and I can't remember, it probably wasn't, I mean, I know there was a masturbation scene. Yeah, there was a like, masturbation scene, there was a very short sex yeah, scene. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but, right. it, but it was, I, I just, I remember the just the sweat yeah. forming on the back of my neck, so... Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to watch Californication with my children. All right. So there you have it. Even the guy who's in Californication says the same thing. Hicks, did you ever have this experience with your parents? Uh, I went to go see Demon Knight, 
the uh, film. Uh, it was a fucking Tales from the Crypt movie with Billy Zane, and there was a shitload of sex in it, and there's like sex fantasies in it. People have dreams of sex fantasies. In the theaters with my mom, I felt so fucking weirded and freaked out. And, and like, especially I'm looking sitting at t- in a theater. It's not even like it's on HBO. Right next to my mom. Because it was an R movie and I was young. Yeah. And I like Tales from the Crypt, fucking the TV show. So I was like, Tales from the Crypt movie? Yeah, I want to go see it. And there's just people fucking like, like 10 minutes in. There's just like weird kinky sex scenes and shit. Bro, just like riding dudes. It's just, it's, I felt so. And did your mom react to it at all or was she just watching a movie? We never said a fucking word about it. And I was, because so, I knew she was just as weirded out by it. Um, I knew it because she can shifted write, in her seat. You can put this up on the iBank uh, or give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Kevin in Houston. Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, my wife and me and the two little girls, eight and five, we will let them watch fucking the first 48 and help try to solve the murder. But sorry, <laughs> they ain't going to fucking watch California Casey with me. I, and anyone who said, oh, I would let my children watch sex but not hey, violence has never had little kids. I know exactly what Kevin's talking about. You would much rather sit there and watch Pulp Fiction uh, with your kids, but in a TV sense... Dexter is a much easier watch than Californication if you're watching with your children. Uh, you can uh, put this up on the iBang uh, if you've ever had a Chris Stanley thing um, or not. But here is, um, first of all, Tom wants to jump in. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead, Tom. Hey, what's up, boys? Yo, Pat, man, that movie you just said, Demon Knight or whatever the hell it is, that was the first movie I ever scrapped to. My father had it on Laserdisc, and at the very second, the, at the second slide, as soon as I thought it was that sex scene with the hot chick. Yeah, I know. I masturbated to it later on as well. Though with I, your mom? No, not with my mom. When it was, I got on fucking VHS. But did you think to yourself, me and my mom watch this together I, while you were running one off? <laughs> no, I didn't think it. I pushed that out of my fucking brain. When I first saw it, Balls? I saw it with my father, and my father <laughs> gave me the look of, hey, something to remember on this one, kid. He, he gave me the heads up, you know? Uh, let's go over here to Steve. Steve, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I, uh, my mom got divorced when I was 14, and uh, this guy was taking her out, and on the third date, he wanted to take me to a movie with my mom. And he took us to Jerry Maguire, and I'm sitting watching Tom Cruise nail... Um, you know, John Travolta's wife in between the guys. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Mom. No, that's just like the other thing. You don't think of it as a movie that has a lot of sex, but there is that one thing, and if you're watching with a parent, it would wear you out. Here's Dan. Dan, you're on the Run of Fez show. I remember Kramer versus Kramer was on HBO one day, and uh, there's a nude scene, and my mom told me to turn my head, and then, you know, I, I got a glance of it, and she told me, oh, those aren't real anyway. It's just the movies. And for years, I thought naked women were just wearing prosthetics. That is the um, the other bad thing about not talking with your family. You go through a lot of time of thinking the wrong uh, thing. Here's Nikki. You're on the Run Fest show. Talk to you. Actually, my brother was Scotty Duhaya. I think he was an intern of yours. Oh, he was, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, he's working and, over at NBC now, right? Well, he's uh, he's in between jobs. I think is how you say it. Yeah. Oh, got canned from NBC. <laughs> I want to say canned. I, well, I think he's 
We'll just say that it was a short-term stint. Now, by the way, your brother is the most confident person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. It definitely, I have to sort of cut him down to size every once in a while. So. I don't think you've cut him down enough because no. he's extremely confident. <laughs> well, you're putting it nicely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he definitely has a big, big head on his, on his shoulders, and uh, he'll go far eventually. Yeah. He but will. anyway, the reason, the reason I was calling was because, um, well, to say hello, and I've been watching or listening post Scott, um, but my my babysitter used to be Elizabeth Shue, and I thought that it would be a great idea for my mom and I to go see um, Leaving Las Vegas. Um, and this was maybe when I was like 18, and we watched it in the plane, and I was sitting next to her, and of course I couldn't change the channel, nor could I leave, and I think the, the gang rate scene my favorite to be spending with my mom. How and remember, he poured liquor and all over her breasts and licked it up. Now, how was she your babysitter? She used to. The shoes used to live down the street from us. And where? Uh, South Orange, New Jersey. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, she grew yeah, up in yeah. Essex. And she was in that movie, The Babysitter Something. Exactly. Remember? She babys was young. Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. Yeah, Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, that's a great story too. It's weird with your kids. It's weird with your parents. Uh, Biggs, you're on the Run of Feds show. Ronnie, I'm yeah. 27 years old. Three weeks ago, I come home for Christmas, spend some time with the family. We pop in Killer Joe. The sex is so graphic. I had to pretend to take a cell phone call to shield my embarrassment from my mother. Uh, I don't fucking blame you because. <laughs> That is really low-rent stuff. And um, why don't people check? Why don't people check at all? Um, so uh, Elizabeth Shue, um, well, Andrew Shue, do you remember him, the brother? I saw him playing soccer. He was playing for, like, the L.A. team. Uh, one time. Oh, shit. And I was like, I wonder if his sister's here. And then he started doing TV or something. He was Melrose um, Place. Thank you, Fez. Um, always got a fact. Dan, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie Fez. I took my daughter to see uh, the Watchmen movie. She was about 14 years old. There's that big blue guy running around with his dick hanging out the whole movie. Man, that was pretty uncomfortable, I'll tell you. Um, so the blue dick turned <laughs> turned you weird. Uh, we're talking about the thing of, you know, people have been bitching about violence in movies. And even a bunch of ham and eggers tried to blame everything on Quentin Tarantino. When the reality is, all of us are more comfortable watching violence in a family setting than we are even the slightest bit of sex. I want nothing to do with sex and my parents in the same room. We watched The Godfather, fucking RoboCop. Like we're the original Godfather had that fucking against the um, uh, the door scene. Remember he fucked the fat girl? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, that, that was... It doesn't have to last long. Yeah. To make it uncomfortable. We went out to see Stripes, uh, my mother and father, me and my little brother, and 
just that just had breast shots and it was totally uncomfortable especially when you hear my mother down the road say i don't like this movie matt you're on the run fed show Hey, Ronnie. Uh, 10th grade, for some reason, my mom decided it would be a good idea for us to go see a movie. You know, we're Irish Catholic family. Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Like, five minutes into that movie, the pregnant woman's getting a gynecological exam, and he's fingering her and doing all this weird stuff. And uh, my mom breaks the uncomfortableness by turning to me and saying, oh, that would not be good for the baby, man. Oh, Jesus. Uh, John of Boston, you're on the Run Fest show. Yeah, uh, I'm a DGA member, so I get these screeners, and we watched Phil uh, Silver Linings Playbook with my 12-year-old the other night. Very uncomfortable, uh, the whole sex scene where he comes in and catches him. And then, of course, my uh, when I was younger, when I was about, uh, I guess, 12 years old, my mom took me to see uh, Dirty Harry, and uh, we didn't have a real problem with that. Uh, Isn't no. that strange? You can watch all the murder in the world, and it's fine. But any sex, and you don't want your kids or your parents in that room. Not at all. It's too uncomfortable. And so how do we sit around? I mean, wouldn't we be the biggest hypocrites in the world to blame the filmmakers instead of looking back at ourselves and going, really, at 2013, why are we strange about sex? And obviously, by ourselves, no, we're not. With our chick, not. With our buddies, not. But if there's anyone on any different generation, that's where we start to get weird. Now, we're okay here because Hicks constantly puts up porn while we're trying to do the show. Well, sometimes it's, you know. It never is. It makes it's sense. It's never too. needed. Well, and it's one of the reasons Dana hates you. I can care less if Dana hates me. I hate her. I think that you liked her. <laughs> You and Pips both liked her. I uh, want nothing to do with her, though Pips, it's now on the record that he attempted something. I wonder if he should uh, report himself, Dachar. <laughs> um, here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, what's up, Ronnie? This actually didn't ask me, but uh, I, I went to see the girl with the dragon tattoo, the uh, Swedish edition, and I recommended it to my best friend, his fiance. And uh, unbeknownst to me, they went to see it with her parents the first time that my friend uh, met, met them. And yeah. there's like a 10-minute-long rape scene during that movie. And he didn't talk to me for like two weeks afterwards. He was so pissed off. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, my, my father still gets mad if the movies are on with the kids and there's even cursing. Wow. Like if he hears fuck or something, he's like... He's like looking around as if it's regular TV. He's like, "What? <laughs> this is what we're I'm like? Stop it! Just cut it out." It's just an f bomb. It's a fucking movie. Um, here's uh, Rick. You're on the Running Fez show. Yeah, Rick. Go ahead, buddy. Lost you, uh, Benny. You're on the Running Fez show. Hey. Um, this whole topic is so true. We have 14-year-old boys, and we decided to watch Die Hard for the first time over the holidays. And we figured, you know, guns, explosions, we're fine. Right. Get, get to the scene where a uh, couple's making out in an office, and all of a sudden there are boobies, and I holler out, Christmas boobies! <laughs> what the fuck, lady? <laughs> um, we are nuts. We're nuts. 
And how do we turn around and act like, oh, these violent movies. Oh, the violence of movies. It's disgusting to me. No, it's easy for us to watch violent movies. We're all hypocrites. We're hypocrites. We are absolute hypocrites. At least know you are. Instead of feeling like you're part of that pack. Part of the right pack. Uh, Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. You sound like a million bucks. You too, my friend. Hey, listen. I would, I'm 47 years old. Uh, I remember when I was about 7 years old. We went to the drive-thru and saw Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Chris Great movie. Awesome. awesome movie. But I remember waiting there. I think it was Billy the Kid. I mean, they're shooting bloods everywhere. I'm a kid. Bang. It's great. But as soon as he attacked the woman and ripped her blouse open, yeah. those tits fell out. My parents covered my eyes and <laughs> took me out of the theater. Now, by the way, Chris, this is a Sam Peckinpah film. So the shooting in this film is slow motion squibs, yeah. you know, blood yeah. ballet. Yeah. And it was incredible. Now, the funny thing is that started an obsession I've always had about breasts. I don't know why they're so magical, but that started it. That's It's interesting that you even know, because most of us had something happen. Uh, the reason why we get attracted, it always happened to us when we were younger. Um, that film was just got brought up not too long ago by Tarantino because he said he doesn't like that film because they actually shoot chickens for real. That Peckinpah, there was like scenes sure. where the guys shot chickens off the heads and they actually uh, did it for real. And Tarantino says he finds it so difficult to watch. No. But it's so funny. The parents are like, oh my God, he sees tits, not exploding chest. Of blood and bullets. Um, here's Tom, Colorado. You're on Manifest. Hey, Ronnie. Sound like a million. Thank you, um, my friend. I get I get kind of creeped out when I'm like when I'm riding with my uh, kids in the car. I got older teenagers; they're 16 and 18, and uh, I always ask them what they want to listen to, and they always want to listen to Shade. And uh, some of the lyrics on there get real explicit and I feel like we're all sitting around watching porno movies together while Lil Wayne sings about this and that. So you, uh, just, even the lyrics themselves weird you out? Well, not when I'm by myself because I listen to Shade sometimes when I'm by myself. It's just when I'm in the same car with my kids. Isn't I know they listen to it on their own time and I listen to it on my own time, but we can't all be sitting around listening to it together, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I... I totally get you, and it's really fucking strange. Um, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, yeah. back in the early 80s uh, on HBO, Midnight Express was airing, and my older sister was way into it, so my mom and older sister and I were watching it. And uh, there was the gay scene, and my mom was like, oh, go to bed, Brian. And then my sister had to lobby on my behalf of, like, no, let him stick around. Let's straighten him out because later there'll be the, the girl visiting uh, Billy in prison and uh, taking her top off so he could uh, jacket to her between the glass. And uh, it, it was, you know, incredibly awkward. Um, yeah, that is for a little kid. And it's awkward because we present it as awkward. We give him awkward. You know what I'm saying? 
like kids will pick up on it. This is uncomfortable for adults, so it's uncomfortable for them. But even if the adults are comfortable, they're going to feel weird and maybe think that this is abuse. <laughs> we're so fucking nuts. We're so crazy. Oh, yeah, See, we're fucking on sex. And I, th- I think it's like when... Like, people don't want their kids, their little kids, I guess, exposed to sex or violence in real life. But with movie violence, I guess they feel that that is so far away from actually happening, and sex is a legitimate reality, that that's going to happen. Now, does does that statement make any sense to you now? After you know from reading the news and no, it doesn't make any sense and because we're the, going out of our way to tell kids not to be violent. So that theory cannot work at all. The truth is, we don't care that each other are violent. We don't care about that. We're nervous around sex. We're still fucking Puritans. We're still weird. Philadelphia Quakers. We're still fucking coming over on the Mayflower with belts on our hats. I don't want to be a fucking pilgrim. You are one, dude. When I have kids, I'm going to make them watch porn. That's the first time I ever heard you say when I have kids. When I have kids, I'm going to have porn. God um, forbid. Here's uh, Jarrett. You're on the Run of Fez show. Jarrett. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Good. Just let me step outside, man, because this is a little uh, vulgar. Back okay. about five years ago, whenever the Brokeback Mountain came out. Right. Sitting with my family, watching the movie, critically acclaimed. I'm sitting next to my grandmother, and they're down by the river, and Heath Ledger takes the other guy and bends him over and spits on his junk to lube it up, and then goes in back door. It's the most mortifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Now, here's the thing. I saw that. In a movie theater, adults, no kids there. With the grandma? Yeah, the weird nervous energy and strange laughter from adults during that scene (laughs) was surprising. Holy shit. Like, Really? Yeah, like, (laughs) as if it's this ridiculous thing. They had to fight the pressure of the gay sex scene. Um, and it was shot in so much shadow that it's really hard to t- to see anything. I mean, you know what's going on. It's disgusting that you would even say it that way. What? Um, here's uh, Scooter. You're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, Ron? Yeah. I think you got to look at it. It's sort of like what Fez said earlier. Uh, you, you look at it as like uh, oh, Fast Times at Richmond High. Uh, I've sat there masturbating, looking out a window before, and when you're watching with your parents, you're, it's like your parents are watching watching you masturbate. Whereas, hey, in a murder, nobody in the room's murdered anybody before. Violence, but but, I mean, but the point is, we're teaching our kids that murder is acceptable and sex isn't acceptable. This is no, exactly you not, guys forget really like what that. we it's, what what the national debate has been. That somehow we put into our heads. And you guys are acting like we don't fist fight. You guys are acting like they don't happen. That people aren't screaming at each other and using their cars to bang up against each other. Of course we're violent more than when it's Sandy Hook. Of course it's a very violent society. 
Go on fucking YouTube. Somebody sent us a YouTube the other night of a fight, uh, and everybody was having a ball until somebody brought a fucking gun out and started shooting people. I go, I'm not putting this up on the site. Why am I going to add to it? The point is we are violent people, and we're violent people because we're cool with it. But we're also really strange about any sexual stuff at all. Um, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, million bucks today. Thank hey, you. Uh, I'm born in 1973. I'm almost 40. And I just recently did the math. Um, my dad took me to see Scarface when I was either 9 or 10 years old in the movie theater. Because uh, the movie came out in 82. And I remember to this day, the most awkward scene in that movie was sitting next to my dad and watching Tony's brother teach him how to eat pussy with his fingers, his, his tongue through his fingers. Nothing to do with the chainsaw scene or right. the hanging out of the fucking helicopter and all the fucking violence, but that awkward little sex scene in that movie was the most awkward thing sitting next to my dad in the whole thing. And I'm just a little kid watching probably the most violent movie ever made. And it had to have been put into your head somewhere. That the violence, as ultra-violent as some of those scenes got, is okay. And the simulating oral sex is not okay. That one is okay, the other one weird and strange. I remember the cowboy movies that used to get played on TV a lot when I was younger. They never even treated the Indians... As individuals, these were just people being shot off horses or they would come running up and yeah, you're blasted. Almost like we do in zombie movies now where you don't learn who each individual zombie is. So you never felt bad when people were being shot. Something that did used to make me feel bad is seeing horses get knocked over. If a horse would fall when I was a kid, I'd be like, oh, I hope that horse is okay. Oh, no. I never remember thinking, I hope that Indian's okay. Because they were treated less, less than a horse. Now, if you think that that doesn't play into it a little bit on how you feel about other people when you watch enough of that, I think that you're insane. Um, Here's uh, Don in Kansas. You're on the Run and Fed show. Hey, Riley, Fez. How are you guys? Cool, man. Me, uh, just a real quick story. Me and my two other brothers, we all happened to be home on leave from the Marine Corps all about the same time. And we're sitting at mom and dad's house. We're downstairs watching Full Metal Jacket. And if you remember the scene where the, the, the Vietnam hooker comes up with her little puke on the motorcycle. Me so horny. Yeah. And she, you want number one, Bucky? My mom comes from across the house and, and, and shuts that off. And turns around and looked at us. Now, Ronnie, we're 22, 24-year-old Marines. She turned around and pointed to her fingers. You will not watch that in my house. She didn't care about the other, the violence, the, the, the war scenes, but when it comes to that, that TV shut off. It is spectacularly strange. Um, Michelle, you're on the Run Fed show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, Years ago, there was a movie that came out, I Am Curious Yellow. One of the trilogy. Uh, Trilogy? Yeah. Well, I was very curious myself, 
snuck down to the theater to see it, got up to leave. I had gone to an all-girls school. My Latin teacher and my chemistry teacher were sitting a few rows behind me. That had to be weird. <laughs> Actually, it was kind of great. It gave me something to hold over their heads. Did you later? Like I saw you in a Swedish fuck film? Um, I'll tell you what, I didn't know what to think of it, because I was, you know, kind of young. Um, I didn't think it was all that. You know, I had heard a lot about it. I thought I was going to learn something, and I didn't really learn anything, so I was a little bit disappointed. All right, well, thanks for calling us. Here's Sean. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, guys. Well, listen, um, my mother found out about a movie one, uh, back in the 80s. Now, this movie was very well thought out, well researched, apparently, by the director. And um, they went to exotic locations to film it. The movie was called Quest for Fire. Do you remember it? Yeah, uh, Tommy Chung's daughter, Radon Chung, was in it. Yes. And uh, when they were collecting water at the pond, and, the, <laughs> and he ran up and just grabbed her and butt fucked her from behind. Yeah, and basically took her like animals did, yeah. TV off the stand. <laughs> so, thank you, guys. All right, peace. Um, they were basically, it was like from a historical okay, point of view. Yeah, they, they were like cavemen, and there wasn't a lot of romance in the caveman world. We are fucking weird about stuff. I'm, look, I just, I never wanted to do have any sort of sex scenes. They're always fucking... I left the room. If we were watching television, it came up. I remember when I was a child. I was like, this is too fucking weird. Too strange for you. As a child, yeah. So now I, you have no problem talking like a disgusting bastard in front of anyone's No, that, those those are gone. Those. Uh, Jerry, you're on the run of Fed show. Yeah, I don't think we have uh, any real problem. How you doing, first of all? But Good, uh, We don't have a problem with sex. It's that the sex, you know, you, you see it, you get aroused. We, have a, we feel uncomfortable being aroused around our children or around our parents. That's so you honestly, feel- sitting there watching HBO, you get, a, you get a hard on? If I see breasts, I get not, not a hard on, but I do get aroused. You get that little psyched up feeling, butterflies in your stomach. Whereas mm. violence is actually natural to feel towards your children and your parents. So you actually feel more violent towards your... It feels more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It certainly does feel more comfortable. And that's why I found the complete hypocrisy in people suddenly attacking filmmakers and demanding of Quentin, why do you put this in your films? I'm going to ask you this. You ever remember seeing any real sex scenes in Tarantino's films? Uh, Jackie Brown, I guess. And what happened? He fucking came really quickly. He faded out, remember? As oh, soon as yeah. it started, they faded out, oh, and then yeah. he put the joke thing one minute later. But he did not keep the camera on it. Wow, oh, yeah. That's the only one, is that the only one where there's someone actually it's The fucked. only one that I can think of. There was one in True Romance, but he didn't direct that. No. Very short. Uh, sex scene and true, true romance. Alabama, baby. Well, we got packed phones, but we got to go. Head on over to the iBang, though. A lot of stuff going up on there.
I don't know how I made it through today's show. Need, I got to get my sleeping fucking thing worked out. You need sleep. What I'm going to do now is get a nice seven hours in and then stay up the rest of the night and come in here feeling the same way tomorrow. Oh, no. I haven't really had my sleep uh, taken care of since the first of the year. I think I'm jinxed from that weird fucking kid that we got to bring in here and I got to make this thing okay with him. Who I saw at midnight on New Year's Eve. Fuck. Never called him, did you? Number. You got his email? You were supposed to contact him. I don't remember ever getting that email. How did you used to get him in? Oh, yes. That email. Yeah. It's good to stop lying. I think it's healthy. I, I thought I, I got. I thought you met someone else, but yeah, okay. Who? Oh. Just someone that I didn't know, but yeah, that person, yeah. That person, I'll, I will contact. You gotta get your sleep too, because you talk crazy all this show today. Um, stop your day in a fixation. I move have on. No, no fixation. You went crazy on that little girl today. She's not an intern. I don't fucking want to let anyone call up and fucking insult me like that. How'd Fuck she that. insult you? She called me like a giant monster or something. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember exact words. You didn't listen long enough while you were screaming and called her an asexual. Yeah. Right in front of Fez. Fez isn't asexual. Fez is gay. This is how he self-identifies. Has he had That's sex? the first time you've said that. I've said you're gay plenty of times. Ha- has he had sex? No. Yeah, I'm saying, that's why I said self-identifies as gay. Well, that's it for us. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We'll see you up on the iBang. And that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>